Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And we are recording. I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name first. Is it William H. Teeley or Teal? Teal. Well, I was, that was over. I had a 50-50 and I <laughs> got it wrong. For all future listeners, today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022. At 2.25 p.m. Eastern Time, episode 866. And you, my friend, were directly involved with or whistleblower for or are somehow adjacent to TWA Flight 800. And there's very little I do know about it. It's, for everybody listening, it's the flight just over New York, the 747, which mysteriously the front broke off and all 230 people died. Was it hit by a missile? Was it a gas tank failure? Was it a software something? Who knows? But seeing as you, you are the expert, please introduce yourself, my friend, and then we'll yes, run into it. Okay. Yes. My name is William Teal, William Henry Teal III, uh, U.S. Navy as an operations specialist. I served from 1994 to 2004. And so tell me your version of TWA flight 800 because again mine's very I know the uh I know the wikipedia you know paragraph if you will I read a lot about it in 2016 and then kind of stopped well basically well what I what I've discovered since this all occurred is uh it was a hush hush thing for quite a minute uh being in the navy and being deployed and, and being active we kind of tend to not pay attention to the news so we were not really uh tuned into the news we really didn't care. Uh, but what had happened was when we got uh, out to sea, we were actually conducting what's called a battle exercise. And in the battle we we get a formality and we do what's called a lot of massive drills uh, pertaining to if you were at war or if you had to go out and do a mission, certain missions. Um, in the process of doing this, we were conducting what we call a uh, low-slow flyer exercise. And in this exercise, most of our drills we were doing at this time are all simulated. We have what's called an ATG float training group that comes on board and evaluates and determines how well the fleet does as a fleet. Uh, in this scenario, there was supposed to be a drone uh, trailed behind an aircraft that's out of the chain. We're supposed to lock that target up. No one's actually supposed to fire, but it's just more of a simulation with a little bit of what we call live action without no firing. Uh, TWA actually had hit the profile of what we were looking for for low slow flyers, walking no moles, no codes, flying in an air route, and then it's supposed to turn towards us. This was a scenario. In the process of doing this, uh, I watched and observed it. And then at the same time, I also heard a radio that we hit an Airbus. An Airbus is what we call a commercial aircraft. Like I said, I was young, I was active, and I was really busy in the Navy as far as trying to uh, learn and progress because I didn't like the job I had as a deck seaman. I didn't like chip painting and grinding. So basically, it's like somebody going to say, okay, I'm working at a professional school, and you got me here as a janitor, but I want yeah. to be a professor. You know, yeah. that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. So I wanted to learn a lot, and I wanted to get into the job the way they couldn't tell me no. That was the concept. Don't allow you to tell you no. So learn as much as you can. So as I was watching and learning what was going on, we were talking on what we call leak coordination. I later began in the Navy. I later uh, 
like I said, perfected it, but gained enough knowledge to where I, I was able to sit as a watch supervisor and become the same person who was sitting uh, in the same seat when this happened. So when it came across the court, after they said it hit an Airbus, it got real silent, got real quiet. But inside CIC, Combat Information Center, where I was working at, it's, it's a secure space, which means you have to have a secret or top secret clearance in order to work here, to work in that space. At the time, I was striking deck division from deck division, so I didn't have an actual uh, secret clearance. I had what's called an intern, which means I was going through the investigation background check to gain that clearance, but I had authorization to be in the space. Uh, while I was going on, the plane was hit. Uh, my captain was very, very close to me. When I say close, uh, we had an understanding of a lot of things. Because he's the one who actually came and told me when Tupac got killed, we were underway, that he had heard that he had killed. He came and told me on the bridgeway. And the fact that Captain Ray also smoked Newport cigarettes, which was a brand I was smoking, he was really <laughs> cool. Yeah, Captain Ray was really a, a really good captain. But he was he was one would wear like the, the khaki pants and his moccasins. And it's slingshot at nighttime when, when, when the ship is like nine, ten o'clock when everybody's kind of laying low. Yeah. But when this all occurred, I watched this man actually get upset because someone fired the wrong missile. He was specifically saying, how do you not see on the rail a blue missile and a white missile? A blue missile is a training missile. A white one is a live missile. So as the scenario kept going on and, and they were having communications about it, uh, they ended up leaving to what place called Radio Central, where they actually could talk more on a secure network, because that's who actually controls the communications throughout the ship whenever we we, we uh, transmit uh, outside the ship. But it was ironic when we got to Bermuda that I was fine. I just learned, discovered is why it was so strange is that we were steering magnetic towards Bermuda. And the process of that was training of learning how to, use the magnetic compass and not use the gadget. So they turned all the gadgets off. Okay. And someone was telling me now that the, there's a reason why y'all turned your gadgets off. Yeah. So your location don't be given. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's kind of strange. It kind of coincides that when I got to Bermuda, they told me uh, basically this never happened. And it's to stay on board inside CIC. It don't leave CIC. And it never happened. And once we were all uh, communicating together, uh, we were sitting there and that's when I realized like wait a minute some, something's not right and they told us all to go down to the burden in Bermuda no one's leaving the ship this is a quick stop for fuel people coming to get some things from us and then they're leaving and then as everyone was leaving combat my OS1 told me to collect all the logbooks he said OS he said uh, I need you to collect all the logbooks take them up put your initials on them put them in this box grab the tape reel for the RD390 and put that inside uh, this box so we can actually get that handed over to them. They came and got the items and then when I saw everyone was leaving, we get back, get ready to get back underway, I went back to combat and my OS1 was sitting there and he was telling me, he was like, hey, let me tell you something. You can't say one word about what has happened or the government will screw your life up with your, by your social security number. And I was kind of nervous, so for a while I, I never said too much at all. But as things progressed in my life, something happened where I was like, wait a minute, so I, I had to think back. And the, the nightmare was haunting me of hearing that if you ever say anything, your life will be ruined by your social security number. And then I started remembering, playing back uh, what was happening and how it was going on. And I started looking for these individuals that I was sitting between and I couldn't find them. I couldn't locate them. And then I ended up contacting a guy by the name of Ray Law. 
Uh, Ray Lara is a retired uh, United Airlines pilot and uh, became a good close friend of me afterwards after we had communications. And he introduced me to a guy by the name of Jack Cascio. Uh, Jack was actually writing a book on what we call TWA 800, the cover up conspiracy uh, behind it. And I kind of helped him with a few pages because as we communicated, there was information I shared with him that, like I said, that I couldn't make up. To know he's in the, what we call Whiskey 105 box. The Whiskey 105 box is a live firing box. We only fire small arms, not missiles. And I found it to be strange that a missile actually left the rail. And Jack and I uh, kind of collaborated together. I helped him out. And then he kept me out of the book name for security reasons. And then I was still scared that by me saying something, you know, that, that, that this can happen. And so I just didn't really speak. But what caused me to come to the front table was a guy by the name of Dave Getke. Dave Getke is a father of one of the children that was on the plane. I made contact with him. I don't remember how, but we ended up communicating. And as he continued to tell me how much he loved his son, the more I continued to come out, the more I continued to say things. And I made a YouTube video seven years ago, and it was like no one really paid attention. Everybody figured, okay, well, why are you coming out now? Why are you talking now? It's the truth. And when you finally realize what the truth is and, and not be afraid, is the reason why I came out. But that plane was an accident as far as uh, using a new Aegis, what we call an Aegis Spy-1 Alpha radar. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first frigates to do, to actually use this type of uh, technology. At the same time, we also got the Harpoon uh, Squid-1 Alpha on board. So this is why it was major to me to recognize what was going on because it was, I was hungry for it. Yeah. I was hungry for the job. I, I love what they were doing. They had, to me, they had the best job in the Navy. Fuck yeah. It was important. Yeah, I mean... You, these guys were basically telling the ship which way to turn, which way to go, uh, how to make a move. And then, like I said, the biggest part was the mail. I mean, to know these guys controlled the mail. When yeah. the helo was coming in, they could tell you how, how much mail was coming on board or who was getting what, basically. They, they, had, they, had, they had the construction to where you would never be surprised these guys were the brains of the ship, basically. Yeah. That's why I wanted this job. But as far as the WA-100 goes, it was, it was compelling because after we got back uh, from this uh workups we pulled in and a couple of os's that were involved in this actually went to a school and went to training but then when one guy came back from the training he was joking about having to use baby keys now he kept saying now we got to use baby keys and not real keys because some idiot put the key in and actually fired and it was it was ironic i was like well okay well but that was a joke not made outside the skin of the ship it was only jokes we made aside CIC, but it to somebody being dumb and actually doing this. And then we went on deployment after that, and it was it was kind of, we had a little, little ship party in Sigonella, Sicily. Uh, the captain felt like we deserved it, so he basically locked the club up to where it was just the ship itself, and we had a little personal party. I mean, I said, that's how cool the captain was. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was, it was dramatic to how everything evolved. And, and I never, I never reeked back at it when I came back. I, I did search and rescue. I ended up teaching boot camp. I went to another ship on the West Coast, and I, again, I never it never posed my brain, it never came back up. So it was it was a, a shocker to me that we actually did that and, and actually could lie about it. That was a, that was a crazy part. So, well, something as as just, I mean, literally like like loud and 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 noisy, and you can't miss it. Were you on the ship that the missile was fired from? Or were you no, in the immediate vicinity? Okay. I was in the immediate vicinity. The other ship that we were actually using was what we call Link 11. 
League 11 allows us to see what we call a grid. It's almost like playing a video game. Sure. Uh, if you're playing Call of Duty, everybody sees the same screen, see gotcha. the same contact, and shoot the same guy. That's gotcha. what we were doing in this picture. Okay. So we were able to track this contact. The way this drill was, we tracked it, identify it. Using Spy One and everything we, had, everything we had, we could kick the information over to the other ship, and they take that information and use that to uh, engage the contact. And that's exactly what they did. And that's how come it became an accident. And you said, so like no one's really paying attention to the news. And what was this, 96, 97? This was 1996. Okay, yeah. So there's no Facebook, Twitter. There's no trending. This is, I was six years old. It's, I mean, you got, yeah, you got evening news, right? You got, you got primetime news. So it's not like all of a sudden you're getting these tweets blown up about, you know, a 740 at the time, the biggest civilian aircraft blown in half above outside of New York city. So, but something that big, did you guys hear about it on the news like that day or during training operations? Are you kind of like siloed away from the news? Do you not, are you kind of we're airtight? Siloed. Oh, you we're are siloed away from the news. Yeah. We kind of, it's not so that it's like, we actually have set like off jury duty or something. It's kind of like, like that, but we get what's called uh AFARS news is what we used to review when we were out to see. So there was no CNN, CBS for us to watch unless we were at home. Yeah. But they kept us out to see so much in and out to where you, I mean, to get home, think about this. In the Navy, it's like being a police officer watching the news. The police don't want to watch the news to see how many killers and shootings going on Yeah. when you're actually a police officer. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. I just didn't find the news to be interesting. So it, just, it didn't entertain us. But at some point, you do like hear the news of like a 747 cracked in half five miles up like regardless of social media exists or not when it exists or not that's still big news right actually no it wasn't it was not even a discussion on the ship i could not believe myself to play back after we got back you never heard about it there was never a conversation on the ship no one was like oh did you hear about the plane that crashed or it was none of that discussed nowhere on the base nowhere period So the guys that did it, though, they knew immediately. The higher-ups knew immediately. Yeah, the higher-ups knew immediately because my ops boss was kind of a weird guy. He was he was one of those that was really uh, just not, I say, free mouth. If you were stupid, he called you stupid. If you was an idiot, you was an idiot. He called you that to your face. Yeah. He didn't care. No filter. And then, yeah. No, no filter. Big time yeah. no filter. Yeah, there's yeah. another guy named Hartz. There's another guy that was like that, an OS2 I had, that was actually the one who knew the scenario. I want to say he almost knew who the shooter was because they were in school together. And he was like, man, this has got to be dumb. I mean, he would say smart things and, and say some things that was ironic. But as I was playing back not too long ago about OSs, we had a logbook to where we would we would jot down little things of like, okay, well, today so-and-so OS one dum-dum or OS2 dum-dum today did this or this yeah. is what happened. I mean, it was comments to be made. And I remember that logbook. And I wasn't allowed to actually go into the logbook because I had not made third class yet. Yeah. And they didn't give me, you know, it was entitled to what was called watch supervisor. If you wasn't a watch supervisor, you couldn't write in the logbook. So all these guys that was higher up above me were writing in this logbook, especially what had happened. And they kept that quiet. So, I mean, can we speculate for a second, like what the higher ups were? It's probably, oh, shit. Is there, yeah, is there more or less? Yeah, more or less, more more or less. Like they're, said, they're, they're tracking they're, it. They're watching it. They're seeing it go up. 
and I'm I'm guessing there's no it's either thermal or IR and it's apparently no self-destruct button. We can see it on the radar. We can see the radar picture as as it's going across. Yeah. The missile go. So they can see that. But one of the biggest questions was why did you fire? No one was supposed to fire. It's a simulation. Yeah. I'm I guess for me that's not I mean, you could go into a whole conspiracy is, you know, do they want to see how good the missile works in real real time? Do they want to, you know, is it a, is it a, was it a targeted assassination against someone? I guess to me, I'm more open to the idea that it was just a dipshit who did the wrong thing. If it really did come down to turning one key versus another, I guess in, I'm looking at it from a different way is once it's up and it's going up and there are the few that see it going at a 747. There's no way to, t- and I'm not, and I, I'm actually asking. There's no way to turn that missile off, like an air or, gr- or ground to air, or or air to ground or air to air. Like you can't really turn them off. They're kind of fire and forget. Is that correct? I mean, I know like some I really don't, don't know. Yeah, I know like some. See, I'm not a missile off. expert. Like some missiles, like you could like you know they say you could target like during like Desert Storm. They said you could actually like target them down and stuff. But even yeah, that, yeah. And that's kind of what my captain had told me when he was like, well, don't you know we can detonate missiles before they impact or before they fire? So we went out there because I made contact with my captain yeah. in the last five years. And he actually passed away a couple of years ago of cancer. And I found it strange that when I made contact with him and talked to him about it, he was like, oh, don't worry about it. The Navy already made it clear we wasn't there. Uh, don't let it bother you. And I was like, the captain's on my head real heavy because I remember how you responded. I can remember that. And he's like, well, don't pay no attention. Come on out here to Henderson, pay me a visit, and we'll chit-chat. And he ended up passing before I can get there. I moved to Henderson, but he was already passed by the time I got there. Hmm. Of cancer. And they had his uh, memorial service in Arlington. So in, in his mind, it's don't worry, like, you're in the clear. But you're saying, like, no, 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 I'm not worried about being in the clear. You're like, I need, like, what the fuck happened? You're right. I'm trying to get confirmation. So I didn't to help me further understand that I wasn't losing my mind. I literally thought I was going crazy because I went to the VA back in 2013 and told them I was having nightmares about this. I'm having dreams about this. It's replaying in my mind of what that night was like. And they were telling me, no, you're okay. Here's some vacation and, you know, we'll get past the nightmares. And they, they never, never, never looked into it, never said anything about it. And I, when I was talking to Jack about it, I would email Jack every time I visited. And I let him know, hey, I talked about the W800. These guys are not even listening to me. They're, they're going around it and, and trying to make it something else and, and make it seem like I'm like I'm making this up or hallucinating. But basically, if I watched the news clip and I believe that I was there, no, I, I can't believe I was there. I mean, as an OS, one of the biggest things and one of the first things you learn to make you a better OS is what's called a maneuvering board. That's like a, almost like a complete circle where we have to figure out uh, how to maneuver. And the maneuvering board, we, we figure out true winds and, and how ships positioning how to take position. And it's a very, very not complicated, but a mathematical thing to do. And I was intrigued to do that. That's what made me more strike harder as an OS is being able to be called on to get something done. Yeah. If they needed something done, you know, you'd be like, hey, get, get OS2 over there and he'll get it done. He'll show how you move. I, I wanted that image. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I ended up sitting in air court about a year later when Kelly and Miller left. Those are the two guys who were sitting in the seats who heard the conversation. 
they were actually good friends of mine on the ship because they, they took me uh, from a city boy from California where I'm from and to the South. They showed me the South and showed me that there was life out here other than the city. But that's really why we were so close. So it was an experience that I hadn't ever experienced. My, I'm 20 years old when this happens. I just graduated high school in 1994. Here I am two years in the Navy in 96. So it was new to me. So, so the question isn't whether or not they shot it down. It was, so we could agree on that. Like the, the Navy did shoot it down. That's correct. The question is now, why? why? Was it just some, just some dipshit? What other reasonings could there be? And I mean, is it assassination? Was there some, is the CIA tracking some private entrepreneur from a different nation and they've got them here and we've got them now and, you know, plausible deniability. We could say it was an accident. I mean, I don't, it's not that they'd want to see if the missile worked. I mean, you fire a mil, mil, million of them. You get, they've been using F4 phantoms as drones for like 50 years. You could go shoot whatever you want, do it out in Nevada test site, do it out in the Pacific. And even as a real world exercise, you could still go find plenty of shit to go shoot down and like, you know, in like the Arabian Gulf or something. But why TW-800? Why my question. Yeah. Uh, it, it raised a lot of speculations to me because for what I heard in the reports, the TW-800 was on the tarmac for quite a while. Yeah. But there was one thing that puzzled me to where I feel like maybe it wasn't really an accident sometimes and maybe it was uh, an assassination. Is because the drone that was supposed to pull the plane never left the airport. Oh, fuck. Never left. Right. The one that we were supposed to target never left. So whether it's congestion or whether it's oh, like oh, crowdness. Oh. Right. So that was a question. I found that out a couple of days later that it was like, yeah, the drone never left. I was like, whoa. I didn't it know never that. came out. Yeah, the drone never came out. It was supposed to come out, but he never so came out. So it'd be one thing if the drone was out and they still fired and it's supposed to be a simulation, not an actual firing. Right. It's right. Even a commander Fravor that, that fighter pilot that was on Joe Rogan talking about the UFO off the Nimitz in 2004, he talks about uh-huh. how they, they have like the fake missiles on the plane because it's for training. He right. says it's like a big blue thing. It's got a padlock on go. it. He's like, yeah. he's like, you can't, he's like, it's a hunk of metal. It's got kinetic energy if you crash your plane, but there's no fuel. There's, there's nothing in it. It is as there's much as a it. missile as a as a fucking as as a crowbar is it just it looks like it is a representation of it like this is a gun like okay sure this is a gun there's no way it can accidentally fire because it's my hand so i could still see just the dipshit getting a you know losing his job dishonorably discharged you fired a missile when you weren't where's your situational awareness if the drone's up the drone's not up. Okay, devil's advocate though. Did they know the drone? Did, did they get the guys, you know, just the just the bottom guys carrying out orders? Did they know the drone wasn't up? Or did they see the target and go, there's the target? Like I said, I think we jumped the gun because when it was flying that profile, we, we was understand that the drill had started. So that TW 800 fit the script of what we were supposed to be looking for. 
because we had these guys on board ATG, and this was our first time coming out. We were getting, trying to make ourselves look good. Getting graded. We had yeah. to prove. Yeah, we've been graded. We got teachers over your shoulder. You're like fucking doing yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the but coach the, watching the, you in basketball practice. You're doing all the bounce passes correct. You're fucking, you know, you're following all the rules, trying not to. Coach is watching like, versus you, like, yeah, versus you fucking around at recess. Correct. That's correct. Well, and then after Ray left. And went to teach war college as soon as we got back a year later, not even a year later. Well, to me, that would almost, and I'm just, I'm the reason why I'm playing all sides is I'm just trying to keep an open mind. To me, that would almost play into somebody kind of having nerves and doing something wrong because coach is watching right there and you're getting graded. And maybe it's right. just drilled into his mind. You know, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And he just does the real one instead of the the fake one. I don't know. But it is. The reason why, you'll be the first to hear this one. The reason you're, why I you're gonna, the cover up can be. You're going to get, get me killed. <laughs> I'm going to get myself killed. And that's it's the fine. part I just don't fear. Yeah, it's, it's I, fine. I I, ever since I started interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCall last summer. I've I've just imagined, I've just figured that I'm I'm just gonna get iced one day so it's so whatever fire away <laughs> right go fire for it. away yeah yeah so the reason why I know the Navy could really cover up and do what they do is I was another part of another cover up back in 2002. Uh, I'm also I was called an anti-submarine tactical air controller an ASTAC, and we were off uh, near China Japan near the China Sea and we had two uh, aircraft two P3s. There was a Japanese Australia, a Japanese P3 and Australia P3. And my yeah. senior chief was an AIC. The Orion. Long story short, yeah, they're P3 Orions. And make a long story short, as an Aztec, I control most of the helos, but I'm also able to control other aircrafts. Okay. Helos is what I specialize in. But this particular situation, uh, the helo of the P3s came across called what's called uh, IAD, International Air Distress. I think it's like 121.5 or something like that in nature. I forgot the code. It's been so long I've done this. But they came across I, um, the MAD channel, IAD channel, uh, hollering Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. And I was looking back at my singer chief, and he was like, get that call. I'm like, that's not my call, but I can get it. But they under your control. You're supposed to be watching the picture for them. He's like, I know. I dropped the ball. I just need to get that call, answer it, and, and see what they want. So I answered it. They told me they almost had a mid-air collision. It was about 300 feet, supposed to be 300 feet separation. It was less than that. And they saw each other too, too little, too late, but they didn't collide. But it became a real big, big stressor to where I got in trouble for it because the senior chief said, look, I need you to take the fall for this because if I do it, I got to go before Congress and explain why I was on my pom-pom and playing hangman instead of watching the picture. So long story, again, another story short, I got a little trouble on the ship and I was upset that, the, that, that he had Pulled that move, and then we pulled back in, and I ended up getting some, some, some commotion on the ship where I was UA for a couple of days, and I had to tell the captain why I was UA. I was like, this division is supposed to take care of me, and they're screwing me, and they, they're denying my leave. And the captain was like, well, I'll tell you what, when you get back to the boat, we can have a one-on-one. I returned back to the boat two days later, uh, and they tried to give me XOI uh, to go before the XO, which is where you go before captain's mask. And I told him, I don't care. The captain said to see him. So I had a one-on-one in the captain's stateroom, and he asked me what happened. I explained to him what happened, and I told him why I'm having this conversation with him due to the fact that they're not doing what they said they were going to do. They wanted to help me with a situation, grant me the leave, and then they denied me the day it occurred. 
And he was like, well, that's not right. I was like, because I took a deal for these guys. I took the bullet. I had you rip me a new one about that P3's almost colliding. I had to tell you that I was sleepy and tired when I really wasn't. It wasn't my fault. So the captain made an agreement to give me what's called an early out to attend school, which I didn't do. He was just to let me out early because I wanted out. I wanted out of the Navy for that situation. So when I watched them cover up and do what they do and play that game, that's why I believe that this is very much so true. And this ain't my first rope though. This is not my first time. So this would this would play into this would play into like I mean no one no one with with two working brain cells doubt that cover ups happen right I mean it's right. it does happen I guess the question we're we're circling is was this just a game of of political fiefdoms and watching your career and did someone take the fall Hey you know somebody's drunk driving and you know you're in the passenger seat sober and the lights come on they're like fuck get, get in the get in the driver's seat and you're like all right I'll get the ticket on one hand you can see that right it's some dude who's yeah playing playing on playing hangman and he wants to go become admiral in the future and he's just like hey fuck william he's just this young whatever yeah okay you could see it with twa it's much bigger but you could see like hey uh, fuck this it was just the wrong thing wrong time i've seen too many mistakes i also watched firsthand but but shooting down a 747 it can be careless. The reason why I think it'd be careless is I watched the Lady Gulf run into the back of the Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. It was part of our second deployment. Yeah, when the Lady, oh, yeah, she, the Lady yeah, Gulf yeah. ran into the back, and the excuse was the Lady Gulf didn't know the TR was backing down. We, her, all heard the tactical command that the TR was backing down flight ops, but the Lady Gulf missed it. Somebody on the bridge was either sleeping or not paying attention. That's why I say well, I understand the mistakes happen. Oh, sure, sure. It's, it's human error. Yes. I don't know. I just, it's harder for me to believe TWA 800 was human error because that's such, that's, that's a huge, such, a, I mean, that's, you know, if they put the key in a turn, the, the mean, conversation was this guy put the key in and actually turned it. When actually in a scenario, you're not supposed to put the key in at all. But like, there are, I mean, when did commercial flights start? I mean, the 30s, the 40s? When did we start researching missiles? The late 40s, 50s? There have been missiles all over the United, not just ICBMs, Exocets and Harpoons and Sparrows. And we've had missiles since Eisenhower was president up and down. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On the coast, you got Coast Guard, you got fucking whatever, you got on land. You got the National Guard, you got NORAD, you got, there are so many like loaded guns all the time. And there are so many flights, you know, except for 9-11 when they down all of them, that for decades there are so many flights and there are so many missiles. And NORAD, it's tracking everything, ready to blow anything out of the sky, but it never happens. It, It goes to show that they have a, they have safety protocol and maybe i'm making my own point maybe it's well it was only a matter of time before an accident happened right if you've gone 
this many years with this many thousands of flights and no missiles ever accidentally go off. But to me, no, because if it was as simple as someone putting the wrong key in, this would be like a yearly thing then, right? It'd be like, like, a, like, like I think like a month ago, like another like V-22 Osprey crashed or something out in California, killed five Marines. But I mean, you hear about training exercises about once a year, right? Yes. You hear uh, you know, they were using live artillery or something or a helicopter, you know, just missed the back of the ship or or what or, you know, scuba drowned or. And it's sad, but I mean, it happens every year and it makes sense. The size of the U.S. military, the number of drills they run. Yeah, shit happens. Yes. But never is it like, well, once a year, a plane gets shot down. It just. I don't know. And I mean, this is this is post Cold War where planes when planes were accidentally shot down on both sides. That's correct. So, I mean, it's That's not even correct. like this is the first time. Like, this has happened. And, you know, what uh, rule books are written in blood. Like, this has happened. And you have to be careful about this shit because what was it, when that one was shot down near, like, uh, Russia or the Alaskan Airlines one, I think, was shot down. There was a U.S. congressman on there. And this is during the Ron Brown when he crashed into the building. Yeah. He crashed. That finally crashed. Oh, no, I'm talking about when there was a, when there was a, I think it was a 747, like, I think, Korean Air or something. During the Cold War, I want to say late 80, mid eighties, like drifted out of way and was shot down by the Soviets. And there was a U.S. congressman on board, and like Reagan, brought, I mean, and this is so you know we're on nuclear alert. We're like, is this an act of war? And then I think it happened again several years prior. Like we shot down a flight that had Soviet people, but like during nuclear brinkmanship, these accidents happened. They made sure they didn't happen again so that it wouldn't accidentally start World War III. I just, and you're outside of New York where you've got what, JFK, LaGuardia, on Long Island, yeah, Newark, whatever, whatever, all the airport. Like, this shit's going on all the time. And you're looking for something low and slow. In probably you know, other than Los Angeles, probably the other than Los Los Angeles, Atlanta, and Chicago, probably the busiest airspace in the United States. I I, I just, I'm not sure I'm okay just saying it was a fuck up. Most people are saying that it's and it's, it's a lot more to it. And I've been watching a couple of videos. I even did a little digging myself because I found it strange that the Clinton Foundation was founded right after that. They had oh, a cure for HIV. Someone told me that's the cure for HIV. The person that was from France was on that flight. There's a lot of speculation. Oh, you can go all the way. Well, I mean, I mean, the bank, I mean, who are the several bankers that died on Titanic? They were all the bankers that were opposed to the Federal Reserve. Wow. That's not bullshit, though. Was it the Astor? John Astor? John Jacob Astor? Was he on it? Yeah. And it was what? This was April 15th, 1912? Yeah. What happens in 1913? Except the Federal Reserve? Like, this shit does happen. I mean, right after Epstein died, didn't his his plastic surgeon died like a month later in a plane crash because they used the wrong jet fuel? I mean, suck right, my yeah. dick. Like, you fuck <laughs> off. Like, yeah, there's, something, there's something wrong with this. And, if, that, and that's what I looked at. It. If it was, to, if they did shoot it down by accident, you're hanging that guy out to dry. 
you're having the secretary of the Navy come grab that motherfucker by the by the neck and you hold him out and, at, at the White House and go, this man's responsible for 230 deaths, not the Navy. You throw him in fucking ADX Florence. Like, you know, you don't you don't hush this- it up. The saddest part is, as a, as a, as I discovered more of it, and like I said, it came in contact with with the father, was that there were sixteen children on board. And what yeah. makes me think about it most is, what if that was my son on the plane? What if my kids were on the plane? I wouldn't want nobody to lie to me and tell me that the fuel tank is the reason why my kid died. Yeah, the fuel. You guys really made a mistake. Yeah, the fuel. Yeah, and I just found it strange. Not only that, it was like the worst way to die. The the the, the very front, like ten percent of the plane breaks off and aside from the rapid decompression there are people sitting there in their seats where all of a sudden they're looking out at a night sky five miles above the ocean their final moments was like the worst nightmare you have where you wake up like that was their final moments before they were either knocked out from decompression or killed a couple minutes later when it hit the uh, hit the water that's what scared me it's not even like a It's not because I'm gonna tell you where the nightmares got deeper for me. It was after watching and and watching one guy explain. I forgot his name. He was explaining the warhead, the warhead it was. And I do remember the conversation of us having one sophisticated warhead. I don't know if it was an H. I don't. I'm not good at this one. Again, I'm not a missile expert, but it was like it was like an H I E R A T I R, some type of warhead that was supposed to be special, and we had it. We were. That's the whole reason why we got this launcher, and we were using Spy One. Because they collaborated together. But even then, it doesn't make sense to show. Let's go into like the darkest depths of our mind. Let's pretend we're just like CIA officials. We have no soul. Okay, yeah, let's see if this thing works. Let's shoot it at a real plane. You're not doing it over the United States. You're going to accidentally shoot down something from from Saudi Arabia or some bullshit country that's not going to be able to fight us, like Sweden, right? You go, oh, it was a training accident, you know, whatever. You're not doing it off the coast of New York. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't. You're doing it in like a multinational training exercise. And if anything, you'd maybe you'd maybe shoot down like another military plane, call it a training accident. But shooting down a 747 full of international citizens, where's it going? France or Rome or. Whatever the fuck. It was on its way to Paris. Yeah. And the final destination was going to be France. Or was it, I forgot what the final destination I think it was France. Was final, or I forgot what the final destination was. But that particular flight was en route to Paris. And the one thing that kind of puzzled me most about this plane, and as far as an accident go, when I was talking to my captain about it, he was saying that, you know, we don't fire missiles nowhere near the United States as far oh, yeah. as land. We fire off the coast. But we go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this, and I'm trying to figure out why did, did we even do this in this area? And I'm like, simulation, the keys, the problem. Because after this happened, a year later, I ended up being in the exact same seat that I was training under, and I, I learned it to the point where I became one of the youngest hot air air defense coordinators that ATG looked at and was like, this guy's pretty good. Like, yeah. It's pretty hot. Well, that's because I watched and witnessed what happened with TWA 800 without the war, if there had, hadn't been an accident. But the guys had t- taught me a whole lot to the training to where I became that air guy. I was known as the air guy. Yeah. 
so then if we're going to go into full speculation, then what would it have, like, why the reasoning that? Let's say the purpose was to shoot down that 747. I mean, it would, it would have to be an assassination. Like, what other... Like what there'll other, be no other reason to fire that missile. That yeah, plane. yeah. I mean, if you wanted to shoot down a seven forty, you could you could get an old decommissioned seven forty seven, make it a drone, fly it out over wherever the fuck, and shoot it down. To me, the, the plot didn't sound too good. You got a low slow fire. PWA eight hundred was given specific instructions to fly at a certain altitude in a certain direction to do certain things. That was what strange to me. Oh, so the TWA eight hundred wasn't given like a normal flight path. They was on the right flight path. I think they had something that was going on with it. It was so long on the tarmac. There was so much air traffic. And that's what puzzled me, too, because I saw so much air traffic. How would you pick out this one plane other than it being fitting the flow file of a low slow flyer? There were other planes flying low as well, I noticed. But they were squawking and they had modes. But this particular moment, they said this plane had no modes, no codes. That's got to be him. Got so, to be him. So it wasn't doing normal 747 shit? That's what they were telling me that it did not squawk any modes, no codes, because they're supposed to squawk a mode two, especially to let us know who they are. Every plane aircraft is supposed to squawk at least a mode two, yeah. at least a mode two. Could it have been? Let's play devil's advocate. If it's not squawking, is there reason to believe that that plane's been hijacked? And it's right off. I don't believe this, but let's just play out the simulation. Is there a reason to believe that 747's hijacked? You're close to New York City. Granted, this is five years before 9-11. But do they blow it out of the fucking sky? Does does the CIA come on board and say, we have intel that this is happening right now on this plane? You know, it's national security. Blow it out of the fucking sky. We'll cover it up. That could be possible. I mean, right? Because... Because I mean, what mid morning nine eleven? Dick Cheney gave the gave the call to shoot down civilian airliners that don't respond. Like that's that's declassified. That's not that's not a conspiracy theory. They gave the call to shoot down planes that didn't respond. Yes, they did. But that was after two planes had hit the World Trade Center and a third had hit the Pentagon. Yes, the one at the Pentagon thing is was when he actually gave the call. I could the call. if this happened like a year after nine eleven, that would make a lot more sense. A plane, a 747, not squawking near New York City, blow it out of the fucking sky, right? Right. And and say sorry later. And I bet most of America probably wouldn't care. They probably go, "Hey, fuck around, find they out." Got, Is it right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't play right. You got that post? Got us. You gonna yeah. do it too? Yeah. 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 Fuck off. <laughs> but pre nine eleven. And it's post Desert Storm, so you're not even you're not even trying to false flag it to get us into a war, because if you wanted to false flag it, you would wait for it to be off the coast of another country, right? Near, right. near Iran, near fucking Saudi Arabia, near Dubai, South China Sea. You you'd and you'd have the the system, you know you'd have some black op shit. You put it on like a, like a trawler or something and go shoot it. But you're not going to, you're not going to false flag a plane right off the coast of the U S during a Navy exercise. 
I mean, what was there an embedded mole in the Navy and who's been biding his time to shoot down, you know, finally get high enough into the system that he has access to missiles. So like the false flag scenario doesn't even make sense because like what it'd be one thing if it was a plane painted red, white, and blue carrying the Olympic team and it was shot down right over Iran. I mean, that's propaganda all day long, baby, right? You, you can justify a war. But shooting it down off the coast in New York during a Navy exercise? What's the, what's the angle? The strange part is they said 96 was a very busy year for uh, former President Bill, uh, Bill Clinton at the time. Yeah, uh, because he had a lot going on with the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, yeah. I even heard the story about the, the Atlantic bombing. I didn't even, I didn't even, that's how bad the news I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't even know that there was a bombing at the Olympics in Atlanta. I didn't even know the Olympics was in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I was, <laughs> I was, when did we go into like Serbia in like Kosovo? When was that? Uh, Slobodan Milosevic. Was that around uh, think- the same time? Uh, I believe so. I'll have to look into that one though. Because I don't remember that one. Like I said, I've been, I, my brain has been swamped on what I did so bad in the Navy that I did not even know what new foods or what new car was out. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, a, I was a kid, so I don't remember any of it, but I'm just looking back. I mean, one was, fuck's my phone. Let's look that up. Right. Because there was, I mean, you could say some weird stuff, right? That F 117 Nighthawk was shot down over Serbia. Do you remember that? Like the, supposedly the invisible plane gets shot down over Serbia. The stealth plane. Yeah, the yeah. stealth plane. That's what it's I like That's our, what I our big bad new weapon from Area 51 just got iced by a bunch of guys and like, you know, like Adidas. And then, and then we accidentally bombed the Chinese embassy because it was thought that the parts of the F-117 were sold to the Chinese. So I mean, there's some. I mean, there's some. There's some iffy. Let's let's look up. Uh, F one seventeen shoot down. F one seventeen shoot down. F one seven. No, that's ninety nine. Ninety nine nails after March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine, during the NATO bombing of Yugoslavia. Yeah, it was that. It was shot down. Which yeah, which was either just a lucky shot or whatever. But then yeah, they allegedly was sold the pieces to China and then we accidentally dropped a bunker buster on the Chinese embassy and fucking leveled it, which they played off as which which they played off as it was collateral damage. It's war. So it's kind of like kind of believable. You can kind of smudge it. TWA makes no sense. No, it makes no it made no sense to me at the thought about it. That's why I was like, wait a minute. It it's it makes less sense now that we're talking. I mean, honestly, the, the thing that makes the most sense is that it really was an accident. Like, and I hate, I hate that because it's a cop out. But like, if nothing else makes sense, well, what if it was an accident and they're just like, Jesus Christ in heaven, I can't believe we just shot down that seven forty seven. My honesty perception was, as I look more and more into it, it's kind of like make it look like an accident. Yeah. But then cover it up to where we really can't say it was an accident because something else would go wrong with the accident. So they had to change the story, the more the narrative even more. Because how do you accidentally fire a missile when you're not supposed to be firing missiles at all? At yeah. all. 
Because if it was one guy, I feel like you hang him out to dry. Save the but Navy. The one, right. But Hold that one guy that. to take a turn has to get permission. And someone is watching him. Remember I told you we have yeah. an ATG. Coach Somebody's evaluating us. Right. So somebody was on that ship watching him turn that key. And somebody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you turning the key? Why is the key even in? I mean, or we can just go pure speculation. The CIA knew the drill was going on. They knew this high-value asset was going to be on that 747. They drag them right through the, right over it, so that even the Navy wouldn't be in on it. They think they're just shooting down the drone. I mean, this is, and this is pure, this is, I have zero evidence for this. This is just wild speculation. This is how how you could see it play out. But if you wanted to do an assassination, you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell everyone in the, hey, we're going to shoot. No, 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 no. You're in the CIA. You're eavesdropping on whoever the fuck you want, including the Navy. You're not supposed to, but I mean, you're looking at it and you're like, hey, you know, there's some black ops division and they're like, they're doing a training exercise this day. And they're shooting down a low, slow flyer. And we know that, uh, Bob Smith, who we've been after for 30 years, he's on that plane going to meet with someone in Paris. They can't meet. Now we could either interdict, you know, interdict him at the airport. Or getting in the air. Yeah. And maybe it's a U.S. citizen. So it's like we can't just assassinate him. Unless there's a training exercise where they need something going. What is it? A slow, low. Here's where the confusion got me to make maybe, me understand where you can understand this. Maybe they then, sorry, maybe they then hack into the, the 747 and they go okay. turn off the squawk box, make it look suspicious. Uh, uh, I don't know. Sorry, what were you going to say? This is where the puzzle piece begins for me. All right. The NTSB takes over all air crashes. Uh-huh. FBI took over this one. Oh, fuck. CIA gives you illustration. Oh, no. CIA gives you illustration. Oh, I've they give, They made up the animation. That was the official there animation. You go right. CIA Why was like, listen. So, I'm, <laughs> so well, yeah, th- then their animation, they go, see, what a lot of people thought was a missile rising into the sky and hitting this plane was actually, they claimed that fuel was leaking and that it was like a reverse ignition. And what you were seeing is actually shrapnel, like burning, the plane was burning up. And although your eyes told you you saw it going up, the reality is is it was like a atmospheric distortion, and what you were seeing was the burning plane falling down. Why the fuck did the CIA? <laughs> now you understand why I said one of NTSB is supposed to take over the whole plane crash. They do all plane crashes. I've never seen a CIA do a, a, a illustration of a Cessna that hit the ground. Yeah, I've never seen them do. So why are you giving the illustration? I mean, even if the CIA did d- does do the illustration, why does the CIA come out and give? No, if you're the CIA, you do it, and then you give it to NTSB, and you go release this as your own with a gun to That's their correct. head. This is national security. You don't need to know it anymore. Be a good American. The fact that the CIA released it in itself is sort of a flex. Correct. CIA is not stupid. There's a reason no. why they released it instead of using the NTSB as a puppet. They released so why did, it. 
So how does the FBI take our investigation, but then the CIA gives the intel information? I thought the FBI worked on their own. FBI does domestic. CIA isn't supposed to, but I mean, come on now. <laughs> Again, there's, there's too many puzzle pieces. Yeah, who the, who <laughs> fuck believes that? So, so we played that game when I was a kid. You know, everybody put the tennis shoes in and bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish. Yeah. They all hopped in a dish. Man, it's like, do you know what the finders are? The finders cult? The finders cult was some fucked up shit from like the 70s, I think. No, I've never and heard about that one. Look up that, and this is not going. This is fucking. This is real. You can find State Department documents. It was this weird, like, cult out in the woods somewhere, where these uh, creepy shit. You know, they they found all these like images. They found all these like old film of like, it was like a pedophile cult, and they would make these kids like, they would make them like slaughter goats. And they'd like make them play with the blood. It's some really dark, depraved shit. Whoa! And that the thing is, is that that's not even that unbelievable. You just kind of assume there's like depraved pedophiles out there. The weird thing is, is that, uh, not DHS because DHS was formed after nine eleven. So this was way before that. I think it was the. I think like some cops got a call about it, and they went and like raided this warehouse, and then the FBI took over. And they said it looked like the place had been abandoned like that morning, right? There's like still food out and shit. And there was a, there was like a teletype apparently broadcasting to other similar warehouses. So they, they, the thing is, is so they kind of conclude that it was probably a human trafficking operation because like the teletype said, like move the kids. So it's probably like, Hey, we were tipped off. The cops are coming here. Were these pedophiles with these kids? They've probably got operations in different countries or different states, right? None of this is hard to believe. So, yeah, you say, hey, move everybody. What's weird is, is the FBI, well, like the cops get there and they go, this is way over our head. There's, there's pictures of kids wearing like goat heads and shit. Yeah, so, of course, you call the FBI. It's really weird, though, because then the FBI says they're investigating you can find state department documents this isn't me bullshitting you the cia steps in and goes hey we'll take care of it this is an internal affair wow so like (laughs) because i was reading that story yeah he's a he was a former air force master sergeant as a guy who actually did this by having a marion petty who are you looking at the finders cult yes sir Finders cult was an in, in, intentional intentional. What the fuck does that mean? Cult found in Washington D.C. Oh yeah, Air Force Master Sergeant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> in 1987, blah blah blah. But yeah, there was like weird shit about like. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> they said that they were not devil worshippers. Blah blah blah. According to Terrell, the recovered photos of naked children showed them with dead goats. Yeah, it was some really weird, like, you know, bad enough it's pedophiles, but they're also making the kids, like, wear these weird white robes and, like, pose with dead animals. Like, all depraved shit aside. That is sad. Like, I believe evil exists. Like, that's, to me, that's, and maybe that's just bad that, like, I'm not even too concerned about that. I'm like, of course that happened. But, like, CIA takes over and they're like, yo, this is, (laughs) back off. The CIA, 30 years later than releasing of 
missile animation, that's a lot more believable when they took over the weird goat head pedophile network. Right. It's a lot more believable to go, yeah, <laughs> maybe they shot down a fucking plane. I mean, what a perfect plausibly deny, plausible deniability if you're the CIA. Do it during the Navy training exercise. And now the Navy thinks that they actually did it. And they're like, oh, my God. And the CIA is like, now the Navy has to deny it. It's like oh, if that yeah. guy made if it's like if that guy made you believe that you were in charge of those P3s that day. Because he told you to, and so you knew you were taking a fall for him. Imagine if he had somehow tricked you into saying, like, hey, man, you're, in, you're taking control today. And then it happened on your watch. You would never say, hey, this guy hung me out to dry, right? You'd never go to the captain. You'd go, this was on me. That's correct. If I'm the CIA, don't inform anybody in the Navy. Have it happen on their watch so they think that they did it. And then we're just... We're just fading into the background. And by the way, everything I'm saying represents myself only, not not Mr. Teal here, not my crazy ramblings about goat heads and CIA. <laughs> it's just find it strange to go to Bermuda, a base that was closed back in 1994, which is owned by the British, by the way. The UK owns Bermuda. Okay. And no one has records to show that we pulled in in 1996. And I tell everyone, when you find out those records of us pulling in, you'll find another ship. What ship? Who fired? Oh. Oh, the ship that fired? We both pulled into Bermuda. Oh, fuck. And on the magnetic, on using the magnetic... uh... Compass to steer in. And I remember going to the bridge and asking, wow, why are we not... How we steering out? It's like we do magnetic compass. We're going, we're going to steer by magnetic. And then for me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage. All the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get that logbook. No one knows we steer magnetic because all those logbooks that went into Bermuda got collected. Everything that we used, track paper, DRT, track, trace paper, everything that we had about us playing in that area went into that box and went off the ship. And who is that? O&I? Uh, an OI division, yes. Yeah. I, I got the logbooks from the bridge because they keep ships positioning. Uh, the logbooks we keep because we kind of confirm with the bridge as far as where we are positioning with the ship. If we use radar picture, they use actual visual. That's the difference in the two, how we use technology and visual to make sure technology stays on track as well. Uh, it was the strangest thing. that Everything went in the box and left. But what tricked me the most was when he told me to put my initials on it, which is the proper way of doing it. Close it up, tape it up, put the date that you close it, and initial it. So whoever's got those books will see my initials, WHT, with three on it. And then they're going to do a, a, a check on you every once in a while, keep tabs on you. And your name's going to pop up on Tommy's podcast. And <laughs> uh, who's this? Well, here's a trick. 
Who's this motherfucker? Well, listen, <laughs> this is the funny part. Ray asked me, and he's like, William, how did you slip through the cracks? Because everyone that was involved, they know who they are. I said, well, when you go into any secure space in the Navy, they have a list of all the individuals that are authorized in that space right along with those nice, beautiful social security numbers. Mm-hmm. So if my name is not on that list and they took those lists or printed out that list, you won't find me on that list. Because again, I was going through the background check and I only had intern security mm-hmm. clearance, not full clearances yet. The strangest thing. That's how I haven't really said I've been discovered, discovered, but my name will correspond on those log books. If the FBI, the CIA have those books, they're going to see my initials on them. Maybe this was all a drill, in, including TWA. It was a drill to see. It was a drill to see if you could take down a civilian airliner and successfully hush it up. Let's see how strong our cleanup crew is. That could be very well so. Maybe there's no one on board, but they're running a drill going one day, what if we do have a target in air that would be very beneficial to go down? Could we cover it up? Could we do it with our own guys and then cover it up? Tell them it's a training exercise. It's always training exercises. I mean, we were doing a training exercise on 9-11 about intercepting planes, Vigilant Guardian. Wow, I didn't know that part. Now, granted, a lot of people talk about the idea of Vigilant Guardian because you can hear like the, you are like read the NATO, not NATO, NORAD transcripts where they're saying, is this, is this real world or simulation? Because they're running a simulation that morning about <laughs> civilian airliners getting hijacked on the morning of September 11th, 2001. To be fair though, Every like September for the last 30 years, they've been running vigilant guardian drills. And every year that changed. Sometimes it was about like a smuggled nuclear weapon. Sometimes it was about like, so it wasn't just that they were doing a drill that morning. Like these, I'm just playing devil's advocate. There were drills that they did like every September, but it's a weird one that on 9-11, you, you do a drill about, about planes getting hijacked because no one knew if these were real when NORAD was saying scramble, scramble, scramble. And a lot of the planes that did take off had dummy warheads on them. So they didn't have actual munitions to go oh. intercept. Heather Penny, who I've tried to get on this podcast, she was a fighter pilot, I think, out of like Langley, out of like Langley National Guard. Her and another guy got into two separate F-15s and they, had, they, they weren't armed. They weren't, they weren't outfitted with anything and there was no time. They were scrambled to go find Flight 93, and they planned on kamikaze it. Heather Penny said, I'll go for the cockpit, and the other guy, I can never remember his name, called Bob. Bob was going to go for the tail in case one of them missed because they didn't have any weapons, but they did, they're fully fueled, and they you know, fucking turn on those afterburners, and you can catch up pretty quick. But the reason why, it's because all, like all the, and this is from what I remember, it's kind of getting foggy here, but so many of the planes were in the air already because they're taking part in the drill, Vigilant Guardian. They all dummy warheads. So they get into these things. They don't have time to arm them. But so they just go full afterburn, like just full throttle. And they're like, we're going to kamikaze this motherfucker. Mm. 
it's very convenient that it happens during a drill. Now, devil's advocate, let's say it was a genuine terrorist attack. Let's say it was like a state-sponsored attack by like Iran or Saudi Arabia. If you have, if you have your own, you know, moles and intelligence, just like we eavesdrop on them, and they know that we're doing vigilant guardian, well, that's the day you go attack, right? Because you right. know they think so. It's also not that unlikely that an, an enemy nation would do that. It's very convenient for us. Everyone, oh, isn't that convenient for the CIA? But it's also like, yeah, if we were going to go attack someone else, we would do it on the day that they were doing a training exercise, right? Why wouldn't you? That's exactly when you would do it. That would, that would be my best bet because on a training exercise, you know, nothing's really live. They're not going to yeah. have any live ordinance. Yeah, if there's firefighters doing training all over the city, that's the day you go burn down a forest because they can't get there, right? They're all busy. They can't get there. Correct. And so, like that, that much makes sense to me. That doesn't seem too far fetched. If it's an, if it's a nation state, if it's Al Qaeda, they're being funded by Iran or Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they go, hey, wait till this day, wait till this day, because they're going to be busy. Is there any way that it was a na- another nation state that somehow? wanted that plane shot down that would be the question could like a china or whoever are they like hey fuck the u.s they jam the 747 so it's not making any noise they know it's going right over the the navy training exercise just to give the U.S. a black eye. There was no bigger plan. It wasn't, you know, it was just to give us a black eye and make us look bad. Would you turn back to who authorized that individual to turn that key? Yeah, who the fuck did? That's the thing. Because in all training exercises, such as like that, the combative one, Someone is watching us very closely over our show. All right. So is the the ATG team? So are they were they they like was that actual like CIA? I don't know because I know the ATG wasn't really harping on us that hard. They were on the other ship because the other ship had that specific spy one uh, dynamics. So it was kind of like we had a few on board. There's a few on each ship for this evaluation. But when ATG was walking around our ship, they like they walk over, they say a few questions, they'll pull back, they go to another part of the scheme to find out what this part planning goes. It's like they knew each section to go to for each part. But when TWA was actually fired with her uh, splash, there was no ATG and CIC with us. Not one. But I know that when the, because we weren't actually doing the firing, we were actually just leaving the track. Once we passed the traffic, it was kind of like, okay, well, we're done over here. They did their part. Let's see what the other part's going to do. And they walked off to see what the other ship was going to do on another radar. They didn't stay over us. They just watched us do our part and move to the next. So if ATG was on board that ship and that kid turned that key, they somebody had to see. Someone kept asking me, well, William, how can they cover up with the fleet? I mean, you're talking about 250 on your boat. How does not somebody see? It's as simple as this. If we go to what's called battle stations, no one is outside the skin of the ship, so no one's going to see, hear, 
or know anything. Yeah. Except for those on the bridge. Everybody's inside the skin of the ship. I work in a dark space where I don't even know what outside looks like. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what outside I know, yeah, looks believe like. Yeah, believe And And it was like, once you got everybody running around the boat, planning drills and fighting fires, pretend fires, and, 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 and having fake crashes and things of that nature on the boat, no one is paying attention because we've been stressed that we got to pass this battle lead. Yeah, we we got we we got to get this done because we're the best, and it was strange that no one would ever pay attention. No one would pay attention. So that's how come the crew don't know. Even on the ship that fired, yeah, the ones there's only a few selected people who would know, but that whole boat would not even know. Yeah, because you're inside this fucking metal tomb. You're not up on the bridge looking around. It's not. That's correct. No one is allowed to be topside, and especially if they got you in what's called an uh, we had to put on a FFE or a bunch of uh, when we donned the whole fire ensemble, we put on the hot suit. Then you got around with an SCBA with his mask, oxygen mask. They're running drills. No one is paying attention when words are being passed throughout the ship with fire and ox one lower level. You're running drills. Who's going to pay attention to what's outside? They can't. So on one hand, it seems like the most plausible answer is it was an accident. But to me, that makes no sense because if you're the Navy, you hang that guy out to dry. That's you say, correct. You say, fuck this. Because right, they, there always has to be a fall guy. That always happens in every every military mishap. There's always a fall guy. That's just doctrine. Somebody's taking the shit, right? That's correct. Oftentimes, and if, it's, and if there's an accident and somebody dies, you often put it on the dead person. That's just what it is you would do that. So there would have to be a motive that like, we don't know about what if what, I mean, what would it be? I don't know the most. That's, that's a good question. Because honestly, when a, when a lady go for in the back of the theater, Roosevelt, both captains got fired. What? Yeah, okay, both okay. captains were relieved. Yeah. Both captains were relieved. That's what I'm saying. So you, uh, that's correct. When someone does something wrong, they hang Someone's going to get hung. They're going to hang them because you don't want and the whole hung. navy to look bad. So you fuck that guy. Yeah, they hung most of the most of the, the operation guys, the bridge, the whole watch team on the Lady Go. All got relieved and all got reprimanded. Back in like 2010, when they that B-52 on a training exercise accidentally flew live nuclear warheads, nuclear nuclear. T- tipped cruise missiles from California to like Arkansas instead of the dummy ones, they all got dishonorably discharged, right? Because you don't tarnish the face of the entire air force. You go fuck these guys. And none of that happened with, with this though. Nothing. Nobody got reprimanded. I think got rewarded. Uh, My captain ended up getting back. We got back six months later from deployment. We left November of 96. He went to war college. Yeah, somebody got rewarded for a job well done. <laughs> that's what it is. For covering up. Yeah, that's what it is, man. Somebody got a fucking job well done. Somebody got a, an approval to go work for the CIA after that. Had to. The two guys I'm looking for, I cannot find them. And I'm not embarrassed to put it out there, but the names is Brian Miller and Patrick Kelly. 
These were real close friends of mine. And before this even got to where it was buzzing my brain, I couldn't find these guys. No social media, no Facebook, no Instagram. They've been no sheep. Twitter. I don't know. I can't find them. And I had guys that was in the military try to find them and they still can't find them. They're at Langley. I mean, it makes sense that you'd have, I've always thought about this, like what would be like, and this is just kind of, this is more so fiction, but I've just always like, like pretended like what would be like the most black ops like unit or something. I mean, we know tier one, right? Delta force, mm-hmm. dev grew. I've interviewed several Delta force guys really one, but, and then there's the one above that, the CIA special activities division. They're under the CIA title 50, not the DOD. It was formed under Eisenhower. They recruit from Delta force and dev grew. They're like the true black op. There's only, they have a hundred members. It's not, you know, their shit never gets declassified because it never technically happened. I've always thought like, what would be even more, what would be even more classified than that? And it would be like a false flag unit. And it would wow. be, and this is just me thinking of like a, this is more a hundred percent fiction. Not This isn't real, but I always thought like, that's what you'd have. You'd have a false flag unit that carries out shit like Gulf of Tonkin or nine 11 or Boston bombings. And it would be, you know, for the greater good. It would be like, we're going to kill a couple Americans so that the nation, you know, can do whatever. I've just always thought of just in terms of like a movie, like that would be like a Jason Bourne movie, right? It'd be like the false flag unit. But if you're going to do false flags, you know, they think that they think the, you know, was the USS Maine that ship that blew up in 1898 and allowed us to go into Cuba. You know, there's a lot of weird shit around that. The Titanic sank and had the bankers on board that were opposing the Federal Reserve. You know, all those old ships were right next to each other in Pearl Harbor, which when they got struck, all of a sudden America was like, yeah, let's stop being isolationists. The Gulf of Tonkin, which didn't even really happen. It was just radar echoes bouncing off each other. And then we said, fuck yeah, and went right into Vietnam. I mean, there's reason to believe we've done this before. And if we're going to keep doing it, might as well get a team. Like, if we're gonna, right? If we're gonna do, if if we're gonna have forest fires that you got to put out, eventually you go, hey, let's make a team of forest fire firefighters instead of urban firefighters. If we're gonna keep doing this, let's at least get a unit that's trained in it, right? Right. You're gonna have brain surgeons. You're gonna have eye surgeons. You're gonna have orthopedic surgeons. You, you if they only work on kids, you're gonna have pediatricians. Logically you would have a false flag unit that are either either they are just the most patriotic motherfuckers in the world and they're doing this because it really is helping the nation or they're complete psychopaths and they don't give a shit. They're just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you would would want a team. I don't know. Maybe this was like a trial. Can you get in? I mean, I'm just off the rails now. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm off in left field, but yeah, there's so much behind this TWA hundred of theories of there was a guy who was supposed to be going to jail for money fraud. Yeah, he had business. He had business partners in, in the in the United States. And there's speculations there was a guy who had a cure for HIV. And the Clinton Foundation now has a cure for HIV. Yeah, but less than a year later. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was so much I've heard so much about why the plan could be hit. 
my false flag team, that idea is, it's too complex. You don't need it. It's, it's too ridiculous. This is, so yeah. this is something I was thinking about this morning. Because, right, so TWA was, it was a prolific company. I don't think it was as big as like Delta or American Airlines, but it was a big, it was a big airline. And it no longer exists. It's defunct. Right. Right after this happened. I mean, was this just ruthless? Was this just a ruthless corporate hit? Is this like the CEO of Delta who fucking is rubbing shoulders with another guy who knows some guy in the CIA or the ONI? And he's like, hey, fucking TWA is based in New York. We don't need that shit. (laughs) I mean... There was talks about because uh, TWA had the only air route to uh, to to London. They, they they flew the only air route. They had the only air man, route. Fucking vicious corporate. Take them out. What's one plane? Take them out. They're gonna go that's under. That, that's strange. Again, that's I'm strange. speaking for Tommy, not for William Teal. This is my own ramblings. But I mean, that makes. I mean. Because, okay, there was, there were financial benefits then of that company going under. The other companies get to pick up that extra, that extra business. That's kind of what I've heard too, that it was a pharmaceutical game. This is a pharmaceutical, somebody pharmaceutical was on that plane. With yeah, the fact man. that he killed innocent children, these children had nothing to do with this. Those kids had nothing to do with this. But I mean, at this level, you're talking about people that don't give a shit about that. They're this is a this is a board game to them. I mean, what we've seen with Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson in the last two years. Oh, don't go there! I had a heart attack. What's another two thirty? What's another two hundred and thirty people? I took a Jonathan Johnson and had a heart attack. Yeah, fucks you I was up. Forty-five years old. Yeah, at forty-five years old, I had I have congestive heart failure. Not forty-six. I took the vaccine last year at the VA facility with Johnson and Johnson. A month later, I go back to the VA to tell them that I'm having a hard time breathing. They sent me home with a sinus pack to tell me I had a sinus infection. A month later, I felt like I was drowning while I was asleep. I go to the emergency room in Vegas. And they told me that I had a heart attack and my heart is operating at 20% and that it was actually physically drowning in fluids. And they asked me, what have I done? What has happened? I told them I had the vaccine and it went quiet. VA doctor calls me the same day I'm in the hospital. She goes, Mr. Till, this is strange that you're in the hospital. I just talked to you a month ago. I said, correct. And I got the vaccine about a month ago. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So, yeah. That's why this episode is on Rumble, because I've been permanently (laughs) banned from YouTube for talking about this with Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough. But there's a link between G6PD and, six, and the COVID-19 vaccine. I did a little research because I am G6PD. 
G6 PD? Uh, it's a deficiency. It's where it's uh, it's not like a malaria disease, but it's more like like I have yellow eyes sometimes. People think that okay. I either be high drunk, but it's just the color of my eye. It's yeah. almost like a ganja. But it's it's a it's a, they say it comes from like an African background, sure, uh, from like an African culture. But it's hereditary. So G6PD is almost on the same lines of sickle cell trait. Okay. So for me to get a G6PD shot with high hypertension, it shouldn't have happened. And they never looked into my record to verify what was going on with me before they gave me the vaccine. It was hurry up getting shot. Oh yeah, they did it for everybody. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. Line up, they, take it. Yeah, that was that's how it was in boot camp. It was there's a gun, keep walking. Yeah. That's how it was. We was shoulder to shoulder, walking ahead, and just pop the gun, boom, next, boom, next, boom. That's how it was. Yeah. So once you get the vaccine didn't bother me. I was like, well, I'm gonna get forced anyway. I've been taking vaccines since I was in the Navy. Yeah. With typhoids, hepatitis, all the things they make us take to get on deployment. So this will be no different. I just didn't think it sure. would be. But it actually it gave me a heart attack. And yeah. they don't know whose fault is it. They don't know between the VA or CDC. So I'm fighting with CDC right now. We're getting compensated for the vaccine. But no one is getting my records. So it's it's a heavy thing for me right now. So when they said screw my life already, they've already started. Yeah. So if they, so if the, you know, again, the last two years, if the, if if the if Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson are willing to do what they've done, buy off the FDA and the CDC, capture those institutions, kill who knows? I mean, at least thirty thousand, according to VAERS, probably a lot more for some profit. And now we're injecting six-month-year-old kids. Yeah, the idea of whacking a plane of six hundred or two hundred and thirty people because somebody's got something that's going to cut into their bottom line—it's not even like remotely that that weird. That's like, yeah, of course you would. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense. It's a money game. You got and some billionaire CEO who knows someone in the CEO or the CIA or the ONI, and they're like, "Yo, this motherfucker is on this plane," you know, make him not on that plane anymore. I looked at that as well as other countries paying our countries to take care of somebody they won't go sure. as well. That game is played as well. I learned sure. that game. Oh, sure. Maybe, maybe fucking, maybe German, maybe Russia or Brazil. Somebody's like, yo, there's somebody on that plane. Don't worry about it. We, we don't need, we need them gone. And we're like, yeah, no worries about it. We'll give you mining, cons- we'll give you rights to come, you know, bulldoze the Amazon. Just get rid of that guy. If CIA, but why wouldn't you just like shoot him in his apartment or something? I, to make the I guess make the event a little bigger. Like I said, the CIA is giving illustrations. CIA is the one that kind of take care of people' dirty work. Yeah, they're the one who makes trades and deals with other countries. Oh yeah, it's not the, the president. No, 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 no. It's the yeah, the CIA is. They do all the hey, we're gonna invade here. We're gonna knock out this guy. Which corporation is gonna pay us the most to get this? We're coming in here. We're gonna yeah. It's the it is the military industrial complex. They're the clearing. That's house. correct. That is correct. So in their mind, yeah, seven forty seven is nothing to them. No, we went in Iraq on false pretenses. We killed a million and a half civilians. Fuck out of here. That's seven forty seven. I was a part of that as well. I was part of Desert Fox when we put sixty four. We put tomahawks into Iraq and killed sixty four women and children. 
but not one man. That didn't make any sense to me. And we hit a church hospital and a school. Those were the targets. And then we back out and we get a, a, a message from, from Clinton to cease fire. Missions over stop in the middle of this bombing. This was in 97. This was Operation Desert Fox. 98, I believe it was 98, 97, 98. I left to go to Iraq in 97, 98. In between those two years, we left to go to Iraq. And that's where I learned the formation we call the basket. And that's where you get a formation to do the attacks. And we did it. Desert Fox was a mission I was involved in. You got to almost wonder if like, uh, if this was like a test of hacking capabilities, like maybe homeboy didn't turn the wrong key. Maybe he turned the right key and maybe just some Elint or SIGINT or whatever the fuck. They're like, let's see if we can make this thing fire a missile. From remote. Because if you're the Navy, you're going, we actually don't know what happened. I mean, that's some true black ops shit. They actually don't know. But the CIA did it or the NSA did it. Yeah, could you make could you make the Navy fire a weapon and not even the Navy know? They're sitting there scratching their heads. They're, you know, looking over it for the next 10 years trying to wonder what the fuck happened. Because if we can do it to our stuff, which is the most sophisticated then we can definitely do it to any other nation. Right? Yeah, that system is encrypted, though. With their radar, everything was that supposed to be encrypted. But again, like you said, if they got the keys, they can encrypt and go right on in. Yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. You're the NSA. Yeah, they give us the encryptions. We don't make it up. It's handed to us. It's created and given to us. Yeah. I was a, I was a CMS custodian. I was in charge of CMS, crypto, uh, the crypto. So every month we had to check out what it was given to us. I had to sign for it, keep it locked up. I was a CMS custodian. I dealt with crypto. I mean, you don't know if any of those ships were NSA or not. I mean, the first NSA, like, Navy ships, I think they the first one was deployed in, like, 1952. Like, maybe one of those Navy ships was an NSA ship. They have their own, like, Navy. That's not, that's not, that's not some conspiracy. They have their own naval ships. Some of them are like disguised as commercial ships. We'd go over in Korea and stuff. Oh, we're just, you know, fishers, but, you know, we're catching all your signals. What if you had an NSA team on one of those ships? You wouldn't even know. Just like deep undercover. But again, why shoot down the plane? It's not even like, is that possible? Yeah, of course you could, you could slip your own guys in there. Spooks can do whatever. It almost makes sense that could did, did they remotely hijack like the Aegis system or whatever the fuck and fire the missile just to see if they could. But even if you did that, wouldn't you still just like fire a missile out into the ocean? Why would you want to test the remote system on a plane that got people on it? Why would you want to fire a missile? near your own hometown yeah near new york fucking city that's the strangest part and it's it's clinton's second term so there's nothing about like we got to make clinton look bad right or conversely it's like let's blame this on 
Afghanistan and go to war with Afghanistan so he can be a wartime president. He's already in his second term. He doesn't need any more whatever. That's the strangest question. Why? Everything happened in 96 so fast. You got, like I said, the Olympic bombing, where I heard that they actually used a guy who was bombing abortion clinics and say he bombed the Olympics. Like, why would they use a guy that's trying to keep people from killing people, trying to mm-hmm. kill people? That doesn't, you're right, that doesn't make any sense. Someone trying to stop a killing is going to cause a big killing. Well, that's the crux of like, communism right it's for the greater good that's right <laughs> Mao Zedong killed that's not that weird Mao Zedong killed 78 million thinking he was going to have a better society so that's not the wow. weird part to me right I mean Stalin killed 23 million Hitler killed 18 I mean like there that's not new that's kill, killing in order to stop killing that's not new right I mean what was Hiroshima what was Nagasaki it's just I'm just thinking like it's like the sad part is, is like, it's not even that I like don't believe that like we would do this. Like, maybe I'm just so black pilled, but like, I believe we would do this. I believe we could do this. The only problem having is, is the, is the motive. Like, I'm not even, that's how, maybe that's how just nihilistic I've become that I'm like, I don't even put it past the CIA to blow a fucking 747 in half over the Atlantic. I'm like, yeah, of course they would. And of course they could get the NSA in there. Why not? It's, it's why we didn't use it as a pretext for war. There wasn't a political opponent on there. I mean, unless it was a guy with the cure for HIV. But if it's the guy with the cure for the HIV, I mean, dude, you're the CIA. You're just going to smuggle a bomb on there. Blow it up in the middle of the Atlantic. Well, I'm, why, I'm not mistaken. Why have they had before that? When was it? When was it, the, the, the shoe bomber out? I thought that was after 9 11. Shoe bomber was. Uh, he tried in 2001. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, right. It was it was three th- th- three months after 9-11. December 22nd, 2001. So what? So they couldn't use the bombing situation at the time because that's what was going on with planes were being shot at the sky for a minute. Yeah. At least almost 10 years, shots planes been crashing and being shot out the sky. Yeah. And TWA 800 had the only air route between New York and London. There are so many like simpler ways to take it down, though. You hijack the plane remotely and you stray off into, you know, uh, an unfriendly nation to the US, turn off its squawk box. Right. And you're like, hey, they're like, that's what happened with that, uh, the, that flight that was shot down yeah. by Russia in like 85 or whatever. Right. You could, you just fly it, you know, or you could just crash the fucking plane, take it over remote. Why shoot it down with a naval group? It, it's, it's the most like inefficient way to take it down. 
in terms of like, well, you want to make it look like an accident. You want to make it look like an accident. You just fucking, you have it disappear and have it just go drift north and crash somewhere in the Arctic Circle. Right? They're, they're, right? You, you just decompress it. You, but to have the Navy shoot it down makes no sense. Unless they were trying to intriguingly impress with that missile. And also was offered to sell those missiles. But even then, you you just that warrior. But even then, you 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 do that to a foreign somewhere. You do that somewhere else. You go look. This thing can shoot down anything. But to another country that's bidding on this, and to know that you shoot your own down will, will scare you. Think about that for a minute. If I wanted to scare you, and I can prove to you that I could do my own. You'll be afraid that I'll do you too. Well, it's kind of like that Patrice O'Neill joke, right? Yeah. He goes, he goes, you know how you know why other nations, other nations aren't just afraid of the US military. They're also afraid of the US populace. Because we have school shootings every week and we just go, huh. Eh. <laughs> other countries are like, these motherfuckers don't care about anything. You're I mean, right. <laughs> you want to look real crazy, you go, look, we'll fucking shoot down our own plane next to New York. Boom. And our people don't even care. Yeah, you're going fucking America is nuts. Maybe it was just the biggest. Maybe it did like. Maybe that made us maybe that avoided a war that we'll never know about. Maybe it really did save millions of lives. Maybe China was fixing to invade Taiwan. And we were like, hey, if you invade Taiwan, we will kill every Chinese American. And they're like, bullshit. And they're like, hey, look, there's one Chinese businessman on this plane. Hold my beer blow it out of the sky now you're like make a move on taiwan i dare you china's like jesus christ you see now i mean man you want to yeah make make them fucking act crazy but the thing is for us to do this another country had to know which is why i'm saying the uk knows about this we went to bermuda yeah you're not, the UK is not going to let a U.S. ship just pull in without authorization, without permission to a base that's been closed for two two years. Unless it was a CIA MI6 joint operation. That would be your next base, because who gave the illustration of this whole contest? Yeah, CIA. CIA. And, who, and, and they are our closest ally. Like, yeah. Correct. Yeah, you know, we fucking, we danced in World War II together. Yeah. You will help cover it up a little bit for you. You cover it up a little bit for us. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah. But you you you're doing it so close to the seaboard. Like you're not waiting to the middle of the ocean, maybe. Sometimes you get paid a little bit more for being daring. Maybe fortune favors the bold. That's correct. <laughs> it may be, man. Jesus, I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Maybe this was like a message to Clinton. Maybe this is like the, the deep state or the CIA, the entrenched intelligence apparatus going like, yo, like they made an example in 63 of JFK. They're like, if you don't play ball, we're going to blow your head open in the in public. And, you know, and then, and then we immediately go to Vietnam after that. Maybe they're looking at maybe they're looking at Clinton, and they're like, "We tried with Monica, and uh, 
apparently you're still too arrogant. So check this shit out. <laughs> well, you know, what else do you think we'll do? And so three years later, Clinton's like, you guys want to go to Serbia? He's like, whatever you want. Just signs the check. Whatever the <laughs> fuck you want, baby. That's crazy that we, we play with other people's lives like that. That is, to me, that's what made me come out, the children. I, I didn't understand why would you take down 16 children? I know kids are kids. But like you said, if there's a school shooting and kids, innocent kids are dying. Like you said, the numbers of a school shooting, mass shooting, here is 21 people die from a mass school shooting. Yeah. 19 are children. So you're looking at the population of children that the numbers don't really matter to you. Well, children don't really matter. Well, that's the thing is you, you, it's a, it's a shift in mindset because so much of, I know for me, at least like the just years of reading more and more about like the machinations of the quote unquote deep state or whatever you want to call it, the military industrial complex, the intelligence apparatus, whatever, the corporate state, as you slowly start to realize that all these things are plausible and not only plausible, but possible, the last, the last speed bump in the way to you accepting it is you going, but they'd really do that. At first you go, they can't. And then you go, well, no, physically they could. But the final thing is you go, but would they? And the problem there is that the vast majority of people are good people and they go okay even if you could you wouldn't do that there are kids on there i think that's what separates us from whatever you know group of people run the world and have for millennia are the most ruthless they're the ones that rise to the top because they will do what no one else will do and so yeah they're looking at this full kids like i don't give a fuck to them it's nothing That's the strangest thing. So, so, but once you accept that there are people are there are people evil enough to do that, you can start looking at these things with a little more of a sober mind. Yes. You go, you go, okay. Once you accept, you go, okay, we're dealing with demons. Then you go, okay, what else could happen? Right. It's just it's if we immediately went to war after this, I would say, okay, yeah, that there it is. There's the reason. If this discontin- if this discontinued the construction of seven forty sevens, and they got a whole bunch of new contracts for whatever Airbus A three eighties, which didn't come out till like seven or eight years later, I'd say okay. If the Navy's budget doubled. If if this turned uh, Clinton into a wartime president, if this was right before the 2000 election and you had Bush come out and go, I'll fucking find out who did this. I'm a tough, I'm tough on whatever. And you had Dick Cheney and him. If this happened right, if this was like the 9-11 pretext, if this happened and then we went into Iraq, I'd be like, okay, there it is. But none of that happened. No. So it's, I think it's one of two things. 
it was an accident. The work no, because even then you'd fucking hang that guy out to dry. That's what I'm saying. If it was an accident, somebody's gonna take the fall for this. You just come take some dipshit. You you're gonna nail him right to the Washington Monument. You're gonna say this guy does not represent the U.S. Navy. If anything, you're gonna have the CIA make up a background and go, yeah, he was uh, he had communications with China. Let's see. Or it was an assassination. That's a good question. But there's speculations I hear so much of that somebody was on that plane that they wanted gone. Yeah. And they didn't want anyone to... But even though, because even that, it's... So, okay, you, you go shoot him in the head in his apartment. It's clear it was a hit. Maybe you don't want it to be a hit. So you have him on a city bus that gets hit it's a little more believable sure you get them on a plane you go that was just bad luck but it's not even like the plane just kind of you know went down in the middle of the ocean it was not a clean hit at all it was a missile correct from a naval group it was it would have been more deniable if he had just gotten shot him in his apartment <laughs> instead of having Less. a goddamn naval group shoot a fucking missile <laughs> that Unless people both... on the coast of New Jersey and New York and Long Island saw. Based on what I'm hearing of speculation of who was on that plane, multiple people were on that plane that they didn't want on that plane, if you could put them all on one flight and take out one flight, you just assassinated put it like this, three contracts turned into one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I get that. But even then, you do that in the middle of the ocean. Something went wrong. There was a play on people's fears. There was a fucking storm, and it went right down, and it's five miles underwater. It's done. But to make the, sure that person is gone. That's, that's true. If I wanted your money to prove to you that I'm good oh, enough I'm, to do what it is you asked me to do, I'm going to do just what I need to do in front of everybody and show you that I can do it. Yeah, I mean, and where's where's the most expensive real estate in the United States? Isn't it's uh, is it Ham- yeah, Hamptons? No, well, no, I was gonna Ham- say Ham- Ham- That's probably where the guy that put the hit on, and he, I said, hey, I'll show you the hit. Go out on your back porch tonight. Watch this. Yeah, I mean, you're you got business for life. There's some billionaire. He's like, I can trust this. Fu- I can trust these motherfuckers. Because the only reason you would do it in front of everyone, that's a flex. That is. That's a flex. That's a flex. There's a reason you didn't do it in the middle of the ocean. A person that can kill someone in broad daylight and not go to jail or not get charged for it and get away with it. It's like Epstein getting killed in his fucking jail cell. That was a flex. If they wanted it to truly be an accident, they'd have them, you know, have an aneurysm or get cancer or something or people be like, oh, Jesus. But he gets hung and like the cameras weren't working. That was a flex, right? Was, we can right, touch we you can. anywhere. So this was a flex. Who's flexing on who? Correct. Was it was it China flexing on us? Saying stay the fuck away from the Strait of Taiwan? Is it Saudi Arabia saying Stop! Stop doing shit over here. We'll flex it right over. We'll flex. We'll do a. We'll do it right near New York. And then they did it, and our military went whatever. They don't have the balls to do it again, so they do nine eleven. 
And they say, cut that shit out. So it can't have been an accident because you would have hung him out to dry. And if you want to do it quietly, you could do it quietly. Rapid decompression, whatever, ruin the the GPS, make it just go stray way over Greenland or some shit. Why shoot it? Why With a new warhead. With a new warhead. Yeah, new warhead. Right off the coast for everyone to see. Because a ton of people witnessed it. That's what I heard. I heard some witnesses as well. They all said the same thing. Bright light. Travel upwards. (laughs) I guess who did an investigation? What? The FBI. FBI did an investigation. And then then who comes out to tell you guys it's all good? It's a fucking And the NTSB, there is a whistleblower for the NTSB who said that they were kicked out. By the FBI. The FBI kicked him out. Oh my God. And there was one guy who was explaining his warhead that it's possible because it's like a that's what we call a cutter. It would explode underneath it and actually would, would cut the plane in half. Yeah. It shoot like a shoots like a spray of like is that what you're talking about? Right, it's supposed, not really. It's like a, not a spray, but it's supposed to be the, the velocity of the warhead is so powerful. Okay, it could it could it could break, it could break something real close. It'd be almost like me yelling at you and, and shutting a window, like that kind of like like a, someone yelling and, and shutting a window. Yeah. Okay. That just, just confirm. Yeah. The impact so big that you don't really have to hit it to kill it. Gotcha. But my understanding was this missile never really hit it; it was fragments. In other words, it blew up. And enough yeah. volume that it would destroy. Yeah. But even then, like if you're you're trying to test out a new missile, man, I'm trying to shoot down like it would make sense if there was a training accident and we shot down a fighter jet. I'd want to shoot down something quick and maneuverable, really show that my thing can work. Shooting, you know, you get a sniper rifle. You want to show that this, this thing's got thermals, this thing, it's it's got computers, it's it can track a target in a motorcade, like some fucking Xi Jinping or something, and it can shoot through armor. You want to show it can, you know, go through the gauntlet. You're, you're not going to just shoot a Coke can 10 feet away. So right. why, why the fuck shoot down a 747? That doesn't show anything special. At all. That's that's the strangest thing to me. Well, let's let's DWA eight hundred. Let's just uh, let's, let's see what the conspiracies are, what the good ones are. We'll do that, and Search and recovery, aspects of conspiracies. One second.
There really no. I don't really see any conspiracies. I'm just of course. There was one if you go to YouTube, there's one that actually uh I can't believe France put it out. They've got one about this guy that's supposed to have embezzled money and stole money, was up for uh trial on his way back, coming back from the United States, and he was supposed to be bagged up when he got there. So the speculation is that he faked his death. There's a lot of things. Okay, going I mean, okay, okay. Fake nuts. I mean that's an elaborate faking of your death. Right. They said because they said as soon as the plane went down, his death certificate was presented immediately. Well, I guess it's true. Because I mean, if you elaborate, if you faked your death in like a fire or something, they could still do dental work. If you just blow up over the ocean, I mean, <laughs> there's no 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 evidence. No one's finding you. That was the strangest thing for me. I've I've heard so much. I've heard about the cure because then the Clinton Foundation yeah. turns around and has a cure for HIV. Yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all if this is just another... Oh, it's Hillary? Of course it was. Case closed. Because I found it strange that Magic Johnson helped the uh, party. He was part of the whole push for Clinton. But he's also the only one I know that was had the cure of HIV like that, where he was was healthy again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's believable to me. Something as big as HIV, he got the cure? Fuck yeah. That, I mean that 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 would make sense. I still don't understand the flexing though. Right? Why the flex? Well, if I wanted to take over a pharmaceutical company and prove to you that I want that company, you're gonna you're gonna be mine. I would have to. I would have to. Now you get into the cartel factor. The United States, most of the cartel folks come to this side of the world anyway. Yeah. From the from the Sicilians to Italians to to most of that, the mafia life, the cartel life is here. Yeah, uh, but we we're kind of like that. You can come trust the situation. In order for you to trust us, you gotta be afraid of us. Yeah, because I saw the cartel runs. Oh, no yeah, one absolutely. fears the cartel. No one feels the cartel when they give out free Christmas gifts. No, they fucking they find they find it. They find the people they want. They find their kids and their parents, and they behead them all. Yeah, it's it's fear. It's fear. So that's exactly what they put in us. If you open your mouth, the fear of saying something could ruin your life. I'm 22 years old. You think I'm not scared? So maybe it's uh, maybe it was a less maybe it was a message to other to other people as well. I look at that too as well. So this guy had the cure for HIV. We took him out. Hey, that's a message to all you other fuckers out there. You're working on a cure for cancer. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Bull fucking shit. You won't care nothing without our authorization. Yeah. Who who does the FDA, who controls vaccines and all that that comes to the United States? FDA. FDA, CDC, and those are all I mean, that's all revolving door. Those are all former former big pharma guys. But the key word is federal. Yeah. Tack a federal on it, they all belong to the CIA. Yeah. It's just the strangest thing because though the CIA is not just necessarily just protecting the United States, they help the United States in the fact that where our involvement economy is oh, based on the CIA. Oh, one hundred percent! Like knocking over all those fucking countries in South America. You know who the Shah and Iran didn't want to sell BP oil. 
bullshit. We fucking took you down a week later. Oh, you guys, well, oh, you guys found some gold. Uh, hey, here comes America. You either do business with us or, oh, what a coincidence. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna assassinate your leader. The new leader comes in and goes, hey, you can take all of our lumber, and we go, hey, what a coincidence. Yeah, it's this. The CIA is the ultimate business. It is the business. We're bullies. Absolutely. I didn't understand that until I got when I got to Iraq. When we was over in Iraq, we got what's called like a bridge to bridge or, or the radios, and we could talk about the ships. To hear someone say, "Go home, America. Fuck you, America. You bullies. You this and that." That was the Arabic speaking English, and I was like, I thought we were very popular, yeah. but we were not. Yeah. To a lot of other countries, they see us as bullies. Yeah. And it's true. Well, it is kind of, I mean, you can kind of see it, right? We're over there garden uh, poppy fields until like the rise of like fentanyl. Now we don't need it anymore. So why do we need to be there anymore? Right. Why are we not there sure. for the oil anymore? Pff, electric cars are booming, baby. Yeah, they are. They are. But the thing is, is like, lithium ion, lithium the most rich deposit of lithium in the world is Afghanistan. So we'll probably be back in the next 10 years. We'll have a new war, fund all the electric cars. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Marijuana was in Afghanistan too. I watched that go into a carrier. Yeah. 10 tons get picked up by Hilo and get dropped on a flight deck. I asked the guy on the ship on the carrier, like, where did they go? I don't know. I see. You guys picked up 10 tons of marijuana from Afghanistan and where did it go? Is CIA baby fuck off? That's what black funding is. Black funding isn't. You get it. They're like, there's the black budget in the DOD. It's literally the black budget, where it's like an allotted amount that Congress doesn't know where that goes. But that's not really a black budget, right? Because if if uh, if you if you're my dad and you're giving me and all my friends a hundred bucks and you're saying. You go get groceries. You go fill up the car. You go uh, go get beer. And then he gives me a hundred dollars, and he goes, "Nobody knows what Tom's doing with a hundred dollars." It's kind of black, but if like later that night we're at a party and there's a hundred dollars of cocaine, like you can kind of you go, "All right, that's what it was." So that's not that black. Real black money is is. You don't even know how much I have. Did Tom buy an eight ball or did Tom buy a Lamborghini? Where did that money come from? So if it's on the DOD spreadsheet, that's not true black money. Black money is, is you never knew it existed. Like, how can you trace it if you didn't even know where it's from? Because if I have $100 and you think I only have $100, you're looking for all possible things I could have done with $100. Did I buy a pistol from a friend? Did I go get some Coke? Did I get some weed? Did I get some sneakers? If you only think I have $100, you're only going to be investigating things that I would do with $100. You're not looking at, did he just buy a penthouse in New York? Because <laughs> I, I actually had $100 million. You're not looking there because he only had 100 So yeah, no, true black budget shit isn't black budget. You don't fucking know it's there. You don't it's, know what's there. It's ten tons of marijuana on the back of a ship. It's it's DEA seizing a fucking plane from the cartels, and then the CIA takes it over. Where the CIA says, "Hey, don't don't intercept that. That's us." You remember when that Cessna crashed like near the border years ago? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> it was just full of it was just it was, it was like a CIA pilot and it was just full of cocaine. <laughs> like that was the strangest thing. <laughs> and everybody just went like yeah. <sighs> That's like the other thing, is like America is like deeply, deeply apathetic. Like a, a CIA Cessna crashes full of cocaine. Now just, everybody just went like, yeah, of course. What, what do you think they're doing? It's like it's been accepted now. It is. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's not the TWA conspiracy. Maybe the real conspiracy is everybody goes, yeah, yeah, it's probably the CIA shot it down. And then just go back to fucking no watching TV. I mean, that's that's the conspiracy. That's a nation you don't want to fuck with. We don't care. Yeah, they, they, they don't care. It's like if someone from a foreign nation came and they're trying to like instill riots and they'd be like, did you know the CIA took down the Twin Towers? Everybody'd be like, yeah, of course they did. What? <laughs> you should be like, oh, they don't give a shit. They don't. That's how you keep terrorists out. Yeah. Because even though you. <laughs> hey, we don't give a fuck. Well, hey, we're going over to go kill their people. They'll kill their own people. So our chances going over to do that would be slim to none. They'll yeah. kill their own, kill us. Yeah. So uh, our purpose is not really to kill people, to hurt yeah. them. They don't care. Why? Why? You've never seen a car bomb in the United States since 9 11. I've thought about this and I might as well just wave to the FBI who are probably now watching. But if you really wanted terror, 9-11 was spectacular. It was a, it was big. It was something out of a movie. If you wanted real terror, once a week, you'd fill up a shitty rental car with some explosives and you'd either go park it outside a movie theater or a school or a Toys R Us or a Home Depot or a field in Kentucky or in downtown New York. And you do it once a week somewhere in America for 20 years. That would bring the nation to its knees psychologically. But there's never been a car bomb here. There was one that truck bomb blew up on oh, the RV that Day, blew up like two years ago. Yeah, the RV. You buy that NSA center. Like that was kind of weird. But yeah. even then, there, there's one. So why hasn't there been a single car bomb? A single. Because you see terrorist attacks in, in Europe, right? And they're, and they're what you'd think they'd be. Some guy stabs 10 people. Somebody gets in a truck and drives through a crowd. That is what cellular terrorism looks like, right? You just, it's a Grand Theft Auto. You're just going nuts. Let's see how far I can go before the cops kill me. You don't see that here. So either we have the best intelligence service in the world, and we keep all that from happening, or... They're like, there's no point in doing terrorist attacks in America because they're just going to do their own and then use it to come over here. I think they're a good one. Jesus Christ. Is there, is there any chance that the Navy... Because this this whole conversation is predicated upon the missile was fired and the missile did hit. Is there any chance that the plane actually there was something wrong with like the fuel pump scrubber or the electrical wiring? Is there any chance that it really did just blow up? Because air accidents do happen. 
Is there any chance that happened? No, I'm gonna tell you why I said no. <laughs> Straight face. No. It, no, because you're not gonna send me to Bermuda. Tell me clog load broke the yeah. yeah. If it wasn't an active fuel tank, Navy ships was there, you'd tell it, hey, the Navy was there, we saw the fuel tank explode. That would be the better way to cover it up if it was a real fuel tank. You don't get rid of the Navy. You don't get rid of the people that's in the area and then have them lie and cover it up. Actually, you got that's, you guys would go there and do a rescue mission. That's what we did. Not us, but another ship did. Why would you send another ship when we already in the area? You would have us patrol and hang out. The seven ship came and then they part. How do I know this? Because I lost a helo. I'm an also search and rescue swimmer. I lost a helo in the Indian Ocean. When we lost that helo, the AW that I know, who's also a star swimmer, he told me on the radio, I screwed up. I left the crypto key on that plane. He's not supposed to carry that on the plane. Once we load the helo and they take off, he's not supposed to carry that key. But he carried it. And because he had a chip light, the plane, the helo ended up spinning and they ended up crashing in the Indian Ocean. We stayed on guard until the Savage Boys came because of that crypto key. We stuck around and floated for a whole day with the lights on at night mm -hmm. until the U.S. Navy Savage ship got there and relieved us. So when there's something like that that happens, they will keep us on scene. Yeah, That happened a year or two after TW-800. So I know that if it was something to where it was a fuel tank, you wouldn't have moved us. Yeah. Do you know... Uh... I forget what ship it was. I think it was during the '60s. It was it some something had damaged it, and it was like trying to travel back to the U.S. It was a U.S. Navy ship, and it like there's a huge hole. I think it was the USS Liberty, the one that the Israelis fucked up, and it was like going back to like some U.S. friendly port. But there were it was it was an and that was an NSA ship. It was a, an analysis ship, and they have all these protocols for if you're being boarded, right? You destroy all the crypto machines. They have these big weighted bags that have holes in them, so they sink faster. You fill them up. You have furnaces, but they didn't have time for any of that. So when they were going back to wherever the friendly port was, the U.S. Navy actually had I think two or three other ships behind it, and they had strung together this massive net, like a fishing net to catch every piece of paper because way behind them was a Russian sub and they're, they're just, they want to get any, cause if you get, you get a crypto key. Do you have the keys to the castle until of course it gets changed, but you, you can read every message across the world. Correct. The U S had, they literally had ships and they had divers going out and grabbing pieces of paper. This was in like the sixties. So yeah, you, there's something important on there. You're staying there, yeah. Lights on, fucking guns out until you find the key. I know about the crypto destruction, about the bags. I know how to do all of that. I know how yeah, to do yeah, the hard yeah. drives. Drill the hole, salt water them down so they don't spin. I know the whole nine yards how yeah. to get rid of how to get rid of it, what we call it. And even with the salt water and, and shredding, they shred with salt water, don't shred fresh water. It's a lot of things to go with all of this. They go nuts, yeah. They destroy I've been it. To this. Yeah, I had, I had to, we had to run a quick drill on that just in case we had to do that. And that's so cool. That's so bad. Yeah, there's yeah. uh I'm reading a great book by uh, uh, James Bamford uh, called Body of Secrets, I think. And it's a history of the NSA. And it's mostly like naval NSA. But yeah, they're going through all Whoa. the crypto destruction. It's a great book. But the crypto is my thing. Being on OS, crypto was my specialty. I, I made that my thing. 
That was the strangest thing. It was strange to me. Too strange. Too strange. Like you just said, why would the CIA take over something when the FBI took on the scene of the NTFB's job? That's almost like a state trooper pulling you over and here come the FBI right behind you. So we got this on the scene. We got this. Yeah. It's ours. Yeah. But this relates to jurisdiction. Yeah. And then here it is the illustrations by CIA. The CIA illustration is just as much of a flex as shooting it off the coast. Correct. CIA. So either I can actually do it and I can be the one that's going to be one to cover it up with these guinea pigs in the middle that's going to do just what I told them to do. It's like if I died after doing all these podcast episodes and instead of the coroner being like he had a very rare aneurysm at 31, it'd be like if the CIA held a press conference and said 31-year-old Thomas Kerrigan, uh, he had a rare aneurysm. Everyone would be like, why the fuck? Right. Like, <laughs> when did this occur? What, why, why are you speaking? They'd be like, what? What? This should be like a local coroner thing, right? They'd come look for foul play, but the CIA comes out and they're like, it is with great grief. Everybody's like, did Tommy work for the CIA? Like, no. Oh, it's a flex. As much stories you hear about the FBI working with other groups, they don't speak on TV. You'll hear where the FBI is involved in in the criteria, but they don't come to the briefings. They do not come to the briefings. Well, the only reason you make a public announcement is a flex. It's like when the NSA, uh, General Nakazone, Nakazone, like uh-huh. a month ago, came out and said, we are doing offensive cyber operations against Russia from Ukraine. If you're the NSA, you don't say that. Unless, of, no, course, you don't. unless of course, you're taking your dick out and slamming it on the table and saying, fuck you. Switch it sound like that's what you have. It was, it was a flex. Somebody wanted to shoot to somebody that we got the power. And we did. 26 years. And I hate to say this, but a lot of folks that are older than me that's been around this and done this already, nine out of 10 are already gone. Yeah. My captain was the first example of showing that they're gone. Yeah. I mean, they've seemingly gotten away with it. There's nothing coming of it, right? It's, you, right, and I right talk, now. it's you and I talking on my podcast. Apparently, uh, Tom Stalker, I, I tried to reach out to him before, way back in the years when I first came out about this. He ignored every word, didn't pay attention at all. He figured I was playing this game up. Oh, you're looking for attention. You want something. I keep trying to explain to everybody about this. This is not about money for me. As you can tell, no one's paid me for this. Yeah. There's nothing to lose for me. I mean, I was scared that the government would ruin me. I was scared that I could be uh, taken down I'd be killed. And I just had to step out on faith and believe that Whatever it is they're going to do, they're going to do. But I need to tell the truth. Because these children didn't deserve it. These people on plane didn't deserve it. America don't deserve to have anyone to intimidate us, to fear that we can't love one another. It, it divides us. This actually divides us. Because I've got guys who know some parts about this and won't even talk to me no more now. My life came all the way out. They won't even conversate with me. And they're retired. They got pensions. They're afraid still. They're still afraid. So that's the strangest part. They're still afraid. You almost got to wonder if there were guys on TWA 
who were all witnesses from something 50 years ago. And they started talking. Just like they're saying to you, like, hey, you're still going to be afraid. Maybe there's a couple veterans on there talking about something they saw. And this was a message to shut the fuck up. And ironically, it created a new group of witnesses. But how do you get these new witnesses? Not the same thing. The FBI told them all to say a word. NTSB is supposed to submit all information, all eyewitnesses' information. You don't deter whose information is valid, who's not. Yeah. See, if you really wanted to cover it up, you just lie and you'd say, oh, there was a, there was an undercover agent on that plane going to go overseas, so now this is a federal case. Right? You would just make something up. You'd say that's why the FBI is taking over because there is technically an FBI agent on the plane. Just out of coincidence. You would just lie. Right. you just make something up. Put a fake resume on somebody. Let's say a fuel tank. I think whoever thought about that move didn't think very clearly. Yeah. Because I also, what I was understanding from Ray, because that's how I ended up connecting with Ray, was he told me he sued them and won. Yeah. Over the, the vertical zoom uh, evaluation. Oh, there's wow. no way the plane could. Yeah, he said there's no way a plane could do that. Especially being a pilot. Yeah. You're right. That's why he said, I fly him. So you telling me this. I know you're lying. He won that case. Fuck. And that's how we connected and conversated more about it. He's like, uh, I, I didn't believe that theory. As a pilot, I can never believe that theory. So as a sailor, I can never believe that theory that you just accidentally just fired. So it couldn't have been an accident because they'd hang him out to dry. It wasn't used as a pretext for war. And it was done in front of everybody. And the CIA released the explanation. So it was done on purpose. And it was done in a way to flex nuts and to intimidate the final question would just be what was the Don't reasoning call but we wouldn't know so that much is clear right right it was done on purpose and to scare scare people we just don't know why and then once you get to that point it almost doesn't matter why because they still did it yeah. that's correct why would you lie about it was it hiv was it doesn't matter we know that they did it and they did it for that reason so if that's the case, then they, man, they they accomplished their goal. Scare the fuck out of everybody, and nobody questions a goddamn thing. I lived in fear for 26 years. FBI is going to break down my door tonight and put a bullet in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 866 episodes. We had a good run. <laughs> yeah, it was coming soon. I've had on guys that worked on nuclear subs, guys that assembled nuclear weapons. I've had guys that pilot nuclear bombers. I've had on Delta Force, CIA. I had a guy that walked on the moon, Charlie Duke. He's like 90. Wow. I mean, listen, if they if <laughs> if I get that that's kind of like the conspiracy now is if I ever get whacked, I don't think there we would even know why. <laughs> It'd be like there's like 30 reasons. Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough coming on here talking about shit, talking about how like, you know, operating on Fr Dr. Francis Boyle coming on here talking about like COVID research 10 years ago. That would be the, the greatest plausible deniability is somebody assassinated me. No one would even really know why <laughs> it'd be like it would. 
it, there was 30 different reasons. The least Absolutely. of which is TWA 800. They'd be like, oh, we didn't even give a fuck about that. that. That was the bottom of his, that was the bottom of his violation. Yeah. That's See, why but, I came out. Yeah. The one thing that they have on me would be this TWA 800. That'd be the one thing that they could actually. That'd be the only reason. If, yeah, they the only reason to, yeah. And that would cause a lot of sparks. Why? Why, I, why would I you kill him? I think it would almost be more detrimental for them to kill me. Because by killing me, you, you'd validate that I was getting near sensitive topics. By not killing me, you just make me look like a raving conspiracy theorist. Right? Right. That's what you'd want to do. You wouldn't say a word. Like, like Lee Harvey Oswald's wife is still alive. Why kill, why kill her? Killer makes you look fucking... She's like 90. She openly said like 10 years after the JFK assassination that her husband didn't do it. Nobody whacked her. Nobody even knows she's still... That's the exact thing. I told you that she's still alive. You're like, wait, what? I was like, well, huh? By not killing her, you kind of let the story become irrelevant. Right? As I said, let it die out. It'll die out. Yeah, you whack her. You're proving that Right, you're you did something's wrong. I'm with every angle of this, and trust me, if they wanted to kill me, they could have done it, they still can do it. But again, if they do it now, it makes it seem like hey, too too obvious, yeah. So they're just hoping that I either die out. But the biggest thing is they're going to try to use the VA and say that I'm mentally because I get medications and psych meds. But to be honest with you, when you decide to look at psych meds, the seal has never been broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't they don't care. They'll they'll grind some up and put it in your blood. They don't give they don't <laughs> give a shit. They can go for it, but that's the reason why I started a trace with Jack Cashew. Every visit to the VA, I would email him and let him know what was going on. Yeah. What was said. So. The best thing they can do is not whack you. To just ignore you. They've done it already once. When I called the FBI, I told them that I'm here. I know what you did to cover up. There was an agent that got on the phone and told me that, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. And that one person who got back to me. Yeah, they blew it off. They're just gonna blow it off. Yeah, that. But that's the most plausible thing they can do is by blowing you off and blowing me off. Everyone goes. See, if we do this podcast and then tomorrow we're both dead, now all of a sudden something that no one's talked about in decades is gonna take across 4chan and Reddit. If they don't do anything, and this episode just slips into the library of 800 episodes, nobody gives a fuck. Or nobody's going to look at it with a critical eye. In this world, everybody has ADHD. Yeah, exactly. Fifteen minutes of attention. <laughs> they don't care. Fifteen minutes of attention. They move on. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, Tommy talked about t- he, whatever. He's always going off on shit. You know, they they just hide it right in there. They would look at you like they'd use their thumb when they scroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy's talking about how the CIA shot down a plane. Bro, <laughs> yeah. But that's like that's almost like 
they wouldn't scroll if they go Tommy found dead. Then that gets weird. They go, well, what was his last episode? By not touching me and not touching you, just next thing, next thing. One thing I learned about a war, going to war, is we got a thing called Maysock, or better known as a T-bone, mass confusion. Yeah. And that's what they've always rated themselves on, which is mass confusion. Right now, you have mass confusion going on. Mm-hmm. So to bring this conversation up right now, it's not hitting the mainstream. Yeah. It's not going to hit the mainstream media. The, the loss is not going to hit because you got, uh, what's her name? Maxine, whatever her name is, uh, Epstein's partner. Elaine Maxwell, Ukraine, COVID, FDA, Yeah, you got so much going on. January that- 6th, you got <laughs> Trump going to run again. It's Elon going to buy Twitter. The- Here's a new one now. They got Pence versus Trump. So that's the new push right now. Go, there's a new fucking... <laughs> Don't look at TW800. Look at... Fuck. All this other stuff we're going to throw at you. Fuck. And you'll never, ever, ever buy it because we threw everything at you that you ain't going to pay if, attention to. Man, what if that's a form of mass confusion, though, is TWA800 actually did blow up on its own. And they were like, let's start acting sketchy around it. <laughs> and you want to talk about ultimate down the rabbit hole. It blew up on its own and they just act sketchy about it. If you want mass confusion, because there, there, yeah. there is one idea that like, it's not that every news story is like related by the CIA, like it's a big conspiracy, but rather that they do weird shit all the time to sort of kick up dust. So when they do need to do something like assassinate someone, you just keep scrolling because there's so much weird stuff going. So it's not that it's all orchestrated so much as it's just always be doing stuff so that there's just smoke in the air so that you can kind of move. So they see, they see, they go, they're looking at it and they're going TWA. They go, that that is a weird coincidence. It blew up. Right. But we're looking at it. No, it actually wasn't hit by the missile. How about we shut this whole thing down? Now it's just, it's just another one of hundred things they do to just kick up smoke and move right. the shadows. No, I don't that think sense. that's, I don't think that's what happened, but I mean, I'm just talking mass confusion, just something like, like act, act fishy around something they actually didn't do. Right. Right. Cause that's what I, I figured too, was with the Atlanta bombing. That was something to throw off from yeah. TWA 800 yeah. because Atlanta bombing happened after TWA 800. Okay. And TWA 100 drew so much attention. Yeah. So much. It was the worst air crash ever, ever conspiracy in the world right now. So how would I get you off of that? Atlanta, right after 9-11. I mean, they start mailing anthrax <laughs> to people, right? Yeah. Nobody pays attention. They're like, look, no, no. World Trade Center, they're mailing anthrax. You're right. Let me get you off of that for a minute. Just off the, they're mailing anthrax. <laughs> then, start making people die off of anthrax. Yeah. 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 And then, and then two years later, they start going, there's WMDs in Iraq. And now, now we're half, half the country going, there are no WMDs. And the other half of the country saying there are WMDs. But the reality is, is no one's going, wait, what exactly happened to the two towers? It's just, <laughs> it's just George Bush, Cheney bad. Ooh. And we're just dancing along like a bunch of fucking morons. Because the same following year after that was when we went after Saudi Arabia. We did a whole Desert Fox a year later, a year and a half later. So if I cause right a whole after, lot of after, T- after TWA, correct. 
it was so much going on that you 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 would you would you forget about it. That's how I forgot about it. They kept me busy. Yeah. You almost think that like they have these as sort of like unplayed cards for if they ever need confusion. You know, they've like they've got like a, a handbook, right? And you can only do them once. One of them is the Olympic bombing. Another is TWA. Another would be a school shooter or another would be. And whenever things get hairy in the white house and they need to change your attention, they do that. Right. Right. That, that, I mean, that would be believable. It's kind of like a smoke bomb, right? The diversion. If you just had a playbook of shit, but even that would be risky because if someone ever leaked the playbook, you know, I don't know. Man, because honestly, that's what got me freaked out. The fact that they could shoot out a plane and cover up a lie about it, yeah, screwing and ruin your life. If you open your mouth, I don't know lie. But every time I flew, I flew with fence. I'm a search and rescue swimmer. I figured if I got fall out the sky or fall out of this plane, and I hit the water, at least I got some fins I can swim. I'm a search and rescue, so I can I can survive. Yeah, in the water. I just hope I don't get hit with nothing to where I don't. Yeah, I literally used to fly with fans every time I hit the flight. I believe it. My carry-on was fans. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, no, I, I, <laughs> I believe, I believe it. I'm just minus that that they didn't hang someone out to dry. You almost could believe that they fired a missile when they weren't supposed to, and they covered it up because it would just be riots in the streets and they don't want the Navy looking like they just killed a bunch of kids. If they hung someone out to dry, I believe it. I would, I I, I, I believe I'd I'd go. Yeah. Some fucking dipshit right out of camp, turn the wrong key and he killed 230 people. But they didn't hang anyone out to dry. And I don't believe it's because they're a strong fraternal brotherhood. It would cause uh, backlash. You always hang someone out to dry. You always, always do. Always. I mean, wasn't like McChrystal like relieved of his duties because like a high Mars attack hit civilians or something and there were a war on terror or something? Even though, so, yeah. even though he wasn't like if there's so many there's so much shit under him it, but it's like I am in charge I am at the top so I'll take the fall like somebody always takes the fall you have to have to yeah. I took it yeah yeah <laughs> I had to take it yeah, nobody doesn't I mean I remember when like a, like a lamp would break or something when I was like a kid and me and my three brothers who did it None, none of us did it. And my dad would go, well, I guess a ghost just came into the house and broke the fucking lamp. And he'd be like, all right, no TV, no video games. till we find out who did it. And eventually the guilty one would come forward. <laughs> but you never just let it go. Right. You never let it. There's someone's always guilty. Someone's always guilty. And even if it's not the real guilty person, like Lee Harvey Oswald, even if he didn't kill JFK, you still have the patsy. Yeah. They didn't even have a patsy for TWA. There's nothing. No. 
that's what's so fucking weird about it is they didn't even have like a half believable you know like let's say that the cia did 9-11 at least we had a story we said it was 19 hijackers right 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 even if even if china released covid at least they attempted a story instead of pangolin fucked a bat there's not even a an attempt at a patsy here there's just this plane blew up and the cia told you so the cia known for their their air their air air crash investigative history not the ntsb right <laughs> it'd be like if a surgeon came out and started telling you why tower seven fell on 9-11 you'd be like what the fuck yes yeah, so <laughs> how you know what's He's got a, a fucking foot surgeon. It's an orthopedic surgeon from fucking Denver. And he's like, well, as you see, the uh, the main structural frame went, you'd be like, <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> no, you did right? Right. The CIA Ow. comes out and goes, all right, this is what happened. The fire actually, you know how you saw a missile going up? Uh, Here's the thing is, your brain lied to you. It was actually going in the exact opposite direction. <laughs> Not even, that you, not even that you saw it going left and the reality is, is it was going right. No, no, no. You saw it going up and it actually was going down. Going oh, down. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like me dropping this bottle of water. No, 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 no. You saw Tommy drop it. Actually, it flew right up into his hand. I know it believes against all, all intuition i know your physics eyes, theory i know you're i know yeah and you've just general the laws of physics but you, you know how you saw that all 500 of you independent witnesses who have different stories from different vantage points you know how you all saw that bright thing of light leaving its smoke trail going up into the sky no you were actually traveling backwards in time see what happened was was it went down because it was a falling piece of the plane. Why'd the plane blow up? Uh, There's something wrong with the gas tank. Shut up. <laughs> That'd be the part they do. And they go, oh, okay. I don't think we've gotten any closer to the answer than we were two hours ago. Maybe a little closer. Yeah, as a mind to understand how it's all come about again. Why would you not hang anybody? Why would you even go to this great limit to to train people and and have them again? You could tell witnesses they didn't see nothing, but yeah, you could tell a crew to shut up. Yeah, that's a lot of power. If it was that, man, if it was that dangerous, you'd kill the crew. If it was that dangerous, you'd have something go wrong with the ship you're on, and it goes down, all hands lost. If it was that, why would they even tell y'all you didn't see anything? You know what I mean? Like, if you, if yeah. you wanted to do a real black ops cleanup job, you'd do a fucking cleanup job, right? You have right. Lee Harvey, and then you have Jack Ruby go and shoot him the next day, and then you have Jack Ruby die of cancer. You, you stack bodies. You just you're just cutting up loose ends. That's a big loose end. Because not only do you have one ship, you've got two. 
off the coast of New York City. What's now Long Island, whatever. Vax Vacates is also our players in this. The what? So Vax Vax Vacates. We have to check in with somebody. When we check in with somebody, we call Vax Vacates. Vax Vacates is the people who are actually like out in the island and they actually monitor our traffic and pictures of what we're doing out in the ocean. And when we kick off of them and kick on our own, they really don't know what we got going on, what we're doing. Yeah. But for them to know air route, plane, and ships, they would know what ships was in the area when TWA hit the ground. No one mentioned Vax Vacates, the Vacates, because they keep all traffic of all ships in the area. And guess who owns that? Military. That's ours. That belongs to the Navy. Vax Vacates, who issues out notice to mariners to let you know what hot boxes to stay out of, to let you know what the conditions are as far as notice to mariners in the sea, comes from Vax Vacates, which is Navy. So no one bothered to go to them when they all heard that there were ships in the area because they've also been instructed and told they don't know nothing. Yeah. So if we could, we'll, we'll definitely do another episode. If we could conclude, I'll give my thesis and then you give yours, your conclusive thesis. It was a hit, and it was also it was a two-part hit. It was a hit, and it was also a flex to show that we can do it in front of everyone, right? Like, it, Epstein was a hit, but it was also a hit in that it was in a prison in New York City, and no one – there were some memes about it, and then it just went away. That's, that's raw power. Kill that motherfucker. Say the cameras weren't, weren't working. And the story just goes away. That's what I think. It was a hit. And it was a hit to show you that we are omnipotent. I think that's my best thesis. What's yours? My thesis is that uh, somewhere down the line in, in, in this line of uh, what we did, someone knew that it was firing a live missile, but had someone pretend that they wasn't firing a missile. Oh, fuck. So I think the individual who fired didn't know he was actually going to fire because for us to be dumb is to be young. For us to be smart is for us to be grown and have ranking, to have power. No enlisted individual can do anything without any higher power telling you to do it. And that's coming from my experience of even when I'm firing from the helos. If the helo wants to fire, they ask me, so-and-so, so-and-so, this is so-and-so. I'm asking for batteries release. Stand by for batteries release. I have to ask the captain who is responsible request permission for green light for batteries release. The captain will then tell me Battlecat 2-6 has green light, batteries release. I relay back to Battlecat 2-6 that they have green light for batteries release and that they have permission to fire. That is a proper channel for firing. So that individual that turned the key and fired Somebody knew. Told. Correct. That's my thesis on it. So That's was it an accident? But it was an accident that wasn't an accident. It's almost like you telling me to go slap this kid because he stole your bike, but he didn't steal your bike. You just want this kid slapped. 
Yeah. I'm going to do what I'm instructed because you told me to do it. You're hiring me and, yeah. and you're ranking me. So if I don't do it, then you're going to slap me. Yeah. So you go slap the kid. So really, I think our thesis is kind of go together. Mine kinda is go together. why it happened and yours is how it could happen. I mean, right. It's like Alec Baldwin shooting that chick on that movie set. Right. Last right. Year. And people are like, you know, was he having an affair with her? Or, you know, did somebody want to make Alec, did somebody want to tank Baldwin's career? Did he cross the wrong person? So they put a live bullet in the gun instead of a blank. That would be the easiest thing to do, right? Let's just put a live missile where there was supposed to be a dummy. Correct. So who loaded it? There's too many channels to say one person did this. Yeah. When there's multiple people involved. I just gave you a perfect example. The NTSB covers air crashes. The FBI spoke on it. The CIA gave the illustration. That's three different types of departments on one person's job. Yeah. That's compartmentalization. <laughs> That's correct. That's fucking <laughs> left hand doesn't know what they're... <laughs> you got three agencies involved and one agency's job. That's almost like, okay, there's a car crash in yeah. the middle of the highway. Okay, well, that's not the street cop's jurisdiction, but LAPD is going to take over LAPD, jurisdiction. It is FBI comes in. CHP's jurisdiction, but it comes to FBI. DHS comes in. TSA lands a helicopter. Fucking Coast Guard's there. They got nuclear containment facilities. Navy SEALs are popping out of the sewage. Yeah, something's not. That wasn't just a fender bender. Right, what a vendor vendor. Fucking fighter jets over. Yeah, it's that's almost like having a coroner show up to an ambulance call. Yeah. I didn't call a coroner, I called an ambulance. Yeah. This person had a heart attack. He didn't die just yet, but you had a coroner ready right here. Why is the coroner here? Yeah. This guy ain't dead yet. Yeah. I'm making sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. God. Hold on. Hold on. Um okay. Um all right. Well we have we'll have to wrap this one up for now. But okay. dude, I would love to do this again with you, man. That was fun as fuck. It's not a problem. Even if we don't talk about DWA, man, you're a fun guy to shoot the shit with. That was brilliant. Thank you, appreciate it. That was brilliant. We need a fuck, we need to get I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, we need to try to find other people close to the TWA flight. I'm like, am I just walking into my own suicide? Like, Pretty much. Yeah. I got a guy who told me about the Bermuda. He was like, man, I'm not saying one word. Yeah, he's like, you, you just dumb, don't... You dumb motherfucker. Yeah, when he told me, he was like, you got to be stupid. My own father told me that. He says, yeah. dude, what is wrong with you? Are, are you losing your mind? I was hanging out with my older brother. And he was like, how much money are you making off the podcast? And I was like, almost nothing. And he goes, you... You're gonna get killed by the government. He's like, Why are you why are you doing these episodes? And I was like, I don't know, they're interesting. And he was like, I love you. I just hope you know that <laughs> nothing good's coming from this. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, but it's a hell of a ride. <laughs> it is. I mean, dude, I've talked to the fucking head of the Soviet Union bioweapon program, Ken Alabek, last year. Uh, yeah. And now where the bio labs he used to work in are we're in former soviet union ukraine ah 16 he, of them he needs to he was the biggest he defected to the united states in 1991 with like the help of the cia it was like the biggest intelligence coup of the cold war 
And I'm just like, why? My brother was like, why are you, why are you like right now? There's like, they're wondering is there like bioweapons in like Ukraine? He's like, stop interviewing this guy. Like you. <laughs> and I went to Odessa in 1996. Yeah. Yeah. 97. No, 97. I was in Odessa. I was in the Black Sea. I actually met my ship in Tel Aviv, Israel. So, yeah, I'm pretty much still everybody. I've seen both sides of the world. Man. It makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. It it really is. Above all else, aside from, like, the evil, if you just put the evil aside for a minute, it is all just so fascinating. I mean, just the most complex puzzle ever. It's like the book you can't book down. The book you can't put down. No, like I told a guy. I told a guy that I, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just got, I got to come out about this. He was like, about what? And I told him like this about four or five years ago. And then I told him, I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, you know, the government did this. He was like, oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, whatever. And then finally, when I told him that it was, I was coming all the way out with it, he told me after he saw the video with, uh, with Stu, he says, wait a minute, I- I'm sorry. I-, I thought you was lying. I thought, uh, that lets me know that the minds of people are confusion. It- it'd be almost like, uh, I used to give him this theory, I mean, I believe in ministry, like if Jesus turned the rock into bread, if right now I turn this rock into bread, you wouldn't believe it because you're telling me it's a bunch of magic, a bunch of trickery. You just don't want to believe it. As long as I keep that thought that you are not to believe it or you don't want to believe it, you'll never believe it. Yeah. That's the biggest fear. Yeah. It's not to believe. Don't believe. If you don't want to, you won't. Just head in the sand. Fuck it is. Mind. because it, His perfect example is... Peter walking on water. Peter sunk because he had no belief. Yeah. But if you read the gospel further along, Peter had a lot of issues with his belief. And even when Jesus spoke to, to Peter and the rest of the disciples, he says, all y'all with such little doubt. Why? Because every human being has every little bit of ounce of little doubt. Yeah. A man that walks with Christ, that watches healing, watches everything goes on. And finally, here it is. He tells you that you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows twice. You do that, but yet you cut a man's ear off before that. You stop believing. It's easy to get you to not believe that it is to believe. Yeah. It's easy. Mental yeah. is a problem amongst life. But if I could play the mental game with you, let me give you the first game of mental. The game called chess, the oldest game in the world. It's nothing but mental. It's not physical. It's mental. Special warfare, special ops is not physical. Yes. Yeah, it's mental. Ops. Yeah. It's 80% mental, fuck 20% yeah. physical. Yeah. Fuck with your head. That's all it is. <laughs> you fuck with my head now. I'm sorry. All right. No, you're good. <laughs> Dude, this was a fucking blast. I got to do another podcast right now. So I got to cut this one off. I would love to do it again with you, man. I'll text it to you when it's up. It'll be up sometime this evening. And, um, if you've got any like social media or websites or whatever you want, just text it to me and I'll put it in the description. If not, then don't. And uh, okay. thanks so much for your time, man. That was fucking great. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it, boss. I hope we can do it again. All right, brother. God bless.